recording again. All right. <laughs> All right. What's up, everyone? I'm Sam from Team Sunny Days, and here we have the rest of Team Sunny Days here for episode one of the Sunny Days podcast, which we're not sure why we're doing this entirely, but there's a, there's a lot of cards from Modern Horizons that are playable, and instead of doing a set spotlight like we normally do, we're just going to do an entire set review. So here with me is uh, team member Bilsiv. Yo. Michael. Uh-huh. And Vincent. Hey, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's already uh, 11 p.m., so we are going to... <laughs> I'm sure it's even later for Will. What time is it for you, dude? Yeah, you're an idiot. You're so stupid, Sam. It's not a... What? It's literally 10 o'clock for a while. Oh, yeah, I am kind of stupid. I was like, so you're dumb. in Texas. It must be 1 a.m. All right. But anyway, let's start with the first card in Modern Horizons. We're going to be going uh, Wooburg Order. So we're starting with Abiding Grace, which is an enchantment for two and a white. At the beginning of your end step, choose one. You gain a life or turn a creature yeah. with mana value one from your graveyard to the battlefield. Does this card do uh, anything? Martyr proc. Martyr proc. Also, I saw people talking about how you can return Spore Frog with it online. It's Spore not good. Is that it, modern it, legal? Uh, it's worse than martyr proc. It is. It yeah, it is modern legal. Okay. Yeah, it was it's in martyr proc in martyr proc. Uh yeah, probably. I mean, it only costs three mana once instead of three mana every turn. So yeah, it's yeah. It's like kind of good. This is a strictly better proclamation of rebirth, basically. Yes. Will it change it's, the modern format? No. Yeah, I'd like to see more people playing Mar- Martyr Proc. It'd be yeah. sick. Shout out to our boy John Chambers, dude. Alright, I'm in. Alright, next card. Arcbound Javelinier is for white, an artifact creature soldier. Uh, zero one. It has tapped remove X counters from it. It deals X damage target attacking or blocking creature, and it has modular one. Michael? My card is not playable in it. it is, I, I agree. It is not playable. It doesn't do anything relevant for scales, so it's fair to say it doesn't do anything at all. Any objections? Yep. Nope. All right. There. Next card is even more unplayable. Arcbound Mauser for white, a zero zero with modular one and lifelink. Unplayable. Don't read it, please. Don't um, read it. I, I slow down. I think this card is closer to playable in scales than Arcbound Javelinia. Sure. Like if you're already splashing white, then like. Uh, eh. if- if there's like a, there's been shitty white green scale stacks since the banning of the good card, and I think this card is probably fine for that deck. I'm not saying it's anywhere close enough. Honestly, that I think the Javelinier is more playable than this, though, right? The Javelinier no. is a one-two that like also has a relevant tap ability as opposed to just no, like so, Vinny, that is where you're getting confused. The ability is irrelevant on Javelinier, but on Mouser, making like a four-four lifelinker makes bird which has been like a kind of a rough matchup for skills like just really good sure okay yeah i mean i, don't know. I haven't played much of skills i don't know how the random was but yeah. I, I trust lifelink is definitely more relevant than like tap to ping stuff yeah i think that's pretty fair like i could see this being a fine replacement for Rockbound worker if the metagame calls for you to be splashing white yeah Alright, next card, Arcbound Prototype, 1 in a white, 0, 0, modular 2, unplayable. Don't read it. Uh, bar- stop reading comments, please, Sam. Um, okay, I guess. Uh, Barb's... I think the next playable card is Blossoming Home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you not want to talk about Barb's Spike? 
No. It's got cool art. Oh. It has not, it, it does look like a nice ornithopter. I'll give him that. <laughs> it's a thopter token. Blossoming claim is sick. It's basically gain seven life yeah. for one. Uh, blossoming calm. Yeah, this is card for... looks nice. Yeah, shut up, Vincent. Again, blossoming calm <laughs> is for white and instant. You gain hexproof until your next turn. You gain two life, and it has rebound. This is one mana gain uh, seven essentially against burn. Yeah, that people try playing. The one in a white prevent three damage gain three life in the past from Dominaria, and it just wasn't that good. Yeah, um, this looks better than Healing Salve. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It definitely Healing Salve. Not, not Healing Salve. That's a card from Alpha. Oh, what's, yeah, whatever the one from. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah the card I just said. Um, yes. The best on rate life gain spell ever printed. Yeah. 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 Yes. I still don't know, like, what deck plays this. Maybe, like, White Red Prowess, like, with Lumimancer or something for, like, the mirrors? I don't know. Yeah, but actually, it's spells, right? Like, Prowess or Control. Um, control usually is better cards it can play. Yeah. Notably, this does hit, like, Foxies. Yeah. Like, so like he played Kindly uh, because it was better in other matchups too, like John. Whereas this, it really so, isn't. What, what I'm saying is, I think in theoretically, some weight combo deck could play this card. Yeah, it also stops thought season combo. Yeah, so like you can play this as a card for your burn matchup that also hits thought seasons against those decks. Mm -hmm. Sure, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to talk about break ties? I don't think so. Probably not. I think the art's kind of cool. I. I think reinforced a cool ability. I like that ability quite a bit. Yeah, it's a, it's two. I, two, I really two. wish this card cost one less. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, be really, that would be a re that'd be a really sweet card. Mm -hmm. It's like really weird to me that green keeps getting better and better naturalizes, and then white stills Beth's disenchant effect is disenchant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, excuse me. The best off. white one is a green white split one. Oh my god! Shut up, Sam. No. <laughs> uh, because I can play an Alpha Disenchant, and it is worth hundreds of dollars. Oh, and that one's only worth uh, that's 10 that's cents. Cool. Yeah, that one well, also gets hit by Aethergust and Flash Freeze. Pog. You're a brick. Pog. Yeah. You know, I'm in. <laughs> All right, next card, Esper Sentinel. Yeah, this card's uh, One mana, one one. Uh, it's white. It's an artifact creature, human soldier. And whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, you draw a card unless they pay X, where X is its power. Yeah, this is the best white card in the set by a wide margin. I tend to agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to put some counters in this with Thalia's Lieutenant. I'm excited to so, just cast it. In yeah. Vintage. Yeah. That too. So this card is clearly good in humans. It's basically another Thalia in the early game. That does have a nice little synergy, as Vinny said, with uh, Lieutenant. This card, I'm pretty sure, is an in-vintage paradoxical outcome as the Mystic Lamora style card. It is good in multiple legacy decks, I think. I think this card is absurdly pushed. Yeah, it's definitely pushed. Like, although although like humans already has a lot of trouble with um, uh, putting more and more X ones into their deck due to Plague Engineer, this is definitely still going to make the cut. It's going to take the place of some amount of the Thalias and the Freebooters. Like, if you think about the play patterns in this card for just like humans, like. You'd play this on turn one against, let's say, John. They look at their lightning bolt at hand, and it's like, do they ca do they play about like shock, like blood crib bolt it, and then you just uppercut? So they, they probably have to pass. 
So maybe they play a tap line, and if you untap, they play a fucking folio, they're just dead. But they just have to, like, mm-hmm. draw a card at that point. So you, you, this is I pretty consistently a one one white for for draw for to like for two for one and yeah it's kind of like an elvish visionary yeah sometimes like obviously mm-hmm. it's not Athalia like a against the control decks visionary. but mm-hmm. and then there's also just the scenario where your opponent doesn't have the kill spell and it's and it just and becomes Athalia yeah well, if it doesn't have a kill spell you're gonna win with your humans deck anyway sure that's reasonable but, but like. Older formats, if I'm your opponent's playing Storm and you're playing like D and T, they don't have kill spells. Well, I mean, I don't think this deck is as good against Storm as like a traditional well, effect. Well, so what I'm yeah, saying is, if they know they're gonna like, kill you, they just let you draw infinite cards. Well, you know, so let's, let's, let's you're playing against Ant, which is like a turn three deck. They're, yeah, they're gonna have to let you draw one or two cards if you play this. I mean, Ant hasn't been played. Ant has been pushed out for the turn one two combo decks. It still sees some amount of play. It sees more play than test right now. I mean, even if they let you draw three cards, does it matter if they're just killing you, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're drawn to Stinktum, Prelates, and Folios, right? Not if they kill you. I mean, so you have Ethan Files in your deck, so you can flash these kind of cards in, right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's a kind of a weird chap argument to say card draw is bad because they might kill you. They're going to have to cast cantrips to set up, right? It's not like the deck just always has... Yeah, no, no, no. I, I still think it's good, but I, I I agree with the point that Bilson was making. That's like, it's worse than a traditional folly effect against, like, the yeah, hard combat. I'm not arguing this is better than folly against that. I'm just saying this is... Yeah, no, 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 I know. I'm, yeah, I was right. just agreeing with Let's move this on. Card is yeah, closer I, to, I think this card is closer to folly of 5 through 8 than you're giving it credit for. Yes. No, I think it is, too. I agree. All right, All right, next next card, uh, let's just say a word about Healer's Flock, which is for White, 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 a 3-3 three, three Flying Lifelink. It's uh, if this was a Soldier, it would go into Soldier Sloppy, but, but it's not, so it's unplayable and everything. Uh, Yeah, the creature-type bird it's is super irrelevant. Speed, yeah, I like it. It's a nice yeah. card. Uh, It's actually uh relevant for my bird commander deck, then. Oh, oh, okay. All right, bye, Vincent. What's your bird commander deck match up against Gitlog and Nev? <laughs> Alright, all right. next card. Uh, Lens Flare, it's just worse than other options Affinity has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lens Flare Lens Flare is for 4 and a white and instant Affinity for artifacts, deal 5 damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Um, but it is mildly interesting for proper Affinity. I don't think it's good enough, but it could be. Is the, oh, that's is, interesting. It's is, common. Is yeah. the white card the, like, the one uncommon, with Metalcraft? Yeah. That's an uncommon? Yeah, it uh, dispatches uncommon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that you can you your dex mana is ever good enough, and I don't know. Popper affinity is like a pretty powerful deck, and I don't think this quite makes the cut. The whole game now. Especially after this set, you get an extra mirror enforcer later on. We'll look. Yeah, yeah an extra mirror enforcer, and relevantly, you get like significantly better mana. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be interesting. We'll get to that in a bit. Let me get to the artifact section. Yeah. Uh, um, next, I just want to say Late for Dinner's artwork is fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Super sick. Yeah, uh, it's not playable, but we're going to see some more playable white reanimator-esque cards. Uh, next card, Out of Time. Yep. Out yeah. of Time is for one white white and enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, untap all creatures, then phase them out until Out of Time leaves the battlefield. Put a time counter on out of time for each creature phased out this way, and it has Vanishing, which is an ability that says at the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter from it, and when the last one is removed, sacrifice the enchantment. 
Yeah, this is basically an upgrade over Bantu's Reckoning. Lost yeah. Bantu's Lost Words for um, Last Reckoning. Last Reckoning. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, so, Last Reckoning for uh, like ad nauseum style decks. Yeah, a lot of combo decks like this effect at three. Minutes. Oh, it hits your opponent's stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just Correct. noticed that. Yeah. No, that's sick. Okay. It's, it's basically really updated Parallax Wave. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That that makes me way more interested in this card. Okay. That's super sick. It's I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 let's talk else about it. I think he's such a combo deck, but I think it is pretty good. Combo yeah, no, but I, I, it's a cool option for combo sideboards, for sure. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Do we care about piercing rays at all? No. I don't see what possible deck you'd ever play this card. I don't know. So. It's a, it's I'm going dra- to draft it a lot. Yeah, okay. All right, next one is Prismatic Ending, which is for white and an X. Sorcery with Converge. Exile target non-line permanent if its mana value is less than or equal to the number of colors of mana spent to cast this spell. Yeah, this card is really interesting. Yeah. It's like a pretty you... versatile white removal spell. I'm in. Do you guys see it as like a main deck card or a sideboard card? A... I think this is a sideboard card. Yeah, yeah. that's where I tend to fall in it. It's better than Path to Exile, but right now, almost all of the creatures in Modern get by Fatal Push, so a deck like Esper is still going to play that over Prismatic Ending. And there's not a lot of artifact combo or prison decks that you need to worry about dealing with artifacts, so... What, yeah, what, what is interesting about this card is it, it's non-land permanence, so it's really good against, like, we're going to talk about Enchantress deck later on, and Affinity and stuff like that, that are probably going to yeah. pop up. Yeah. So, the biggest thing I see for this card is, like, Snowco, or not Snowco, but Snow Miracles and Legacy has, like, not, like, this is a good answer to, like, cards like Chalice of the Void. In it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like oh, that. yeah, this is a great answer to Chalice of the Void. Because mm-hmm. you can just pay, even if you only have two white mana, you can pay white, white, and that's yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, next card is Sanctifier and Vec, which is for white, white, a 2 about... No, we uh, do not want to talk about the Suspend card. I think I think it's worth at least talking about, even, like... Sure. Sure, so Resurgent Belief is for Suspend 2, 1 in a white, Sorcery, uh, return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. I saw, like, decks playing this similar to Living End, but, like, instead of bringing back a bunch of creatures, you just brought back a bunch of, like, lay claims and cast outs. I don't think it's awful. Lake? Oh, sure. Uh, those those no. are punish cards. Yeah, that seems pretty awful to me. I've got to be. Shark Typhoon. Uh, yeah, it played four Shark Typhoons, too. Yeah, like yeah. Legacy re- Replenish deck, yeah. but... Yeah. But you have to play As for Told, which is my problem with all these suspend cards. Yeah, and As for Told is just not a good magic card. Yeah, it's probably not going to be like tier one, but it might be like a tier th- two, three, three deck. I don't mm-hmm. know. Sure. All right, let's All move right. to a playable card. Sanctifier and yeah. Vec. It's yeah, for yeah, white, yeah. white, a human cleric, pro black and red. When it enters the battlefield, exile all cards that are black and red from all graveyards. And if a black or red permanent spell or card not on the battlefield will be put into a graveyard, exile it instead. Yep. Basically, a... with all of your humans or white aggro decks, you get to decide between Core Firewalker, Sanctifier, and um, yeah. Aria Champion based on whether you think, you know, Dredge or uh, Mono Red or uh, Shadow is yeah. good. Like, you're still going to be bringing this in against any Lurus Shadow deck. Yeah. yeah. This is nice. It's like kind of like. I think it's the best good you have for like the like Hammer Time deck to sideboard in. Yeah. Yeah, for like hammer time and humans. Yeah. That's one. Notably, this is a 2 2 instead of a 1 1, which is like 
Yeah, it's mm. also it's pretty sweet. Like, would you guys like yeah. bring this in against like Monterey Obosh? Like, would you still yeah. bring this effect in? Yeah, yeah, that's what I suspect. But yeah, like I wouldn't cut Turns like off. core core pieces of the deck for it. Like if we are yeah, but it's still it's still just a two two protection from your deck, so it's still good. And yeah. it also hits longer though, which is hot. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> All right. So next playable card, uh, Sarah's emissary. Uh, emissary is for four white white, a seven seven angel with flying. When enters the battlefield, choose a card type, and you and creatures you control have protection from that card type. One of the themes in Modern Horizons is giving us black and white reanimator pieces and this seems to be the best uh non-legendary card that we can reanimate which is a, th a theme non-legendary is part of the theme for this set to enable in modern when would we want something like this over iona uh when it's when when, when we're casting persist which says non-legendary oh sure okay yeah when you're casting persistent when you're casting yeah, yeah i mean i don't think are the... Like, I don't think that that's what I want to be doing with those cards. I think it wants, like, to be something closer to Bubble Hulk, but, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, it... there's, there's a, there's a non-zero chance you end up playing a... Uh, so, a, a, just traditional reanimated style deck. The interaction between Unlocked Grave and, like, Unmail is big enough that... Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. Okay. Yeah. I can see playing, like, one of yeah. those. And there are enough playable white, like, like the we're going to get to a white-black creature that reanimates stuff. There, there's enough tools in white-black reanimator for it to possibly exist. Mm -hmm. Alright, so now we get to two the... Of the... Two of these... Sorry, just, like, real quick. Two of these, like, block out most modern decks? Yes. Yeah. I'm not, like, super worried about that, but yeah, like, that it's is... It's pretty, pretty nice. I agree. One of my main issues with the uh, with these versions of the reanimator decks is in Legacy you could just refuel with a Grizzle Brand, but in this deck you're going to have to spend a lot of resources to put the card in your graveyard and then reanimate it, and they don't generate any sort of advantage. They just put a lock into play. Yeah, like if if we're go like we can't reanimate Grizzle Brand or Gingataxis. Oh my god, I can't speak. Gingataxis. 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 Yeah, probably. It's like Jetaxian Probe. However you say Jetaxian Probe, it doesn't matter. It's the same. Who the fuck says Jetaxian Probe? Yeah, I say Jetaxian Probe. I, I, I say Jetaxian Probe. Sociopaths say, say Jetaxian. <laughs> I say Jinjetaxius and I say Jetaxian Probe. All right, Vincent. <laughs> this is the final straw. <laughs> the, theme, the theme of the episode. Okay, Vincent. Nope. <laughs> All right, uh, now let's talk about Solitude. Uh, Solitude oh. is part of the broken cycle in this set. Uh, it's for 3 white white, a 3-2 flash lifelink elemental incarnation. When it enters the battlefield, exile up to one other target creature. That creature's controller gains life equal to its power. And this card has evoke. Exile a white card from your hand. No mana cost connected to the evoke. Free spells. Fogitude. Unconditional free spells. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. I really want to ephemerate this card. Yeah, this is one or of the, the free spells that is good with ephemerate. Black, white, crack. Black, white, crack? Yeah. Bla black, white, eight of a crack with like eight Malakir, like four ephemerate, four Malakir birth. Like that might just be that. Which one's Mal? Oh, Malakir birth is the land that like it's puts it back. It's the land into one play. that also ephemerates. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't ephemerate, but if it's back into play, yeah. Yeah. 
like uh, the issue with with uh, the interaction between that card and grief, which is a card we're going to talk about. I'll, I'll I'll talk about that when we get to grief. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this card uh, ju- this card this... is really good. Like if you yeah, compare this, this with like Restoration good. Angel, it's broken. If you pair it with Ephemerate, yeah. it's broken. If you just use it as a instant speed uh, swords to plowshares that your Death Shadow opponent can't deal with, they just lose on the spot. Yeah, this card's gonna like single handedly uh, invalidate Shadow, I think, for a while. I don't like, think... I just don't want to play Shadow uh, like, like deck with this card in the format. I don't know how much of this card is going to exist in modern. If this card does take up like five to ten percent of the metagame, then yeah, you might not want to be on Shadow as much as you were. But I don't really see a lot of shells this is currently great in. Obviously, taxes, oh, I kind of disagree. But I don't think I don't I, think. I... Go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know if there's necessarily decks that this is good in already, but I think it's gonna make decks. Like I think this the card is very powerful. You think it's what type of decks you think it's gonna make? Like probably some kind of blue white control shell or like blue white mid range shell. Just like, like blue white mid range resto ball of omens. Yeah, I think black white like crack like we were talking about might play like solitudes griefs ephemerates malakira works. I think that might be a deck too. Sure. I think the only issue with making a deck around this is there's enough decks in modern that just don't care about creatures. Yeah, but that's but why like, you play both, right? Like, I think you play both Solitude and Grief, so you kind of I, I just have say, one like, experience. If I mean, Grief is better than all of them. People like having contract then. But, like, I, I think if you go all in on a Solitude deck and you just get paired into, like, yeah, I don't want to go like all in solitude, but like I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna see a lot of play. You just, you just play four solitude and four grief in your deck. This is not like a debate. Yeah, this isn't like a. There's definitely the only debate is how much it's gonna see play, and if it is a popular deck, shadows either gonna stop playing, have to play cards like blossoming defense. Yeah, I don't even know what the card I mean, is. They just play. Um, it does apostles blessing stops this right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that also works. Yeah, that's that's probably the best option. I mean, at that point, you should just probably not play Shadow. But... Oh. No, I think, you, I think that's you, reasonable. You, Apostle's Blessing is so a pretty playable well, card. So Apostle, I played Shadow List too. Yeah. Apostle's Blessing. But like Apostle's I mean, Blessing, I played like all in, I played like the more all in Shadow's List with Apostle's Blessing, yeah. but not like the. It's a pretty big blowout. If you if you counter this card, or like. You, you you are down. You just didn't get two for one, right? Yeah. And it's not just a free roll. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, I think this card... card like this, I also don't think this card is really good by itself. Like, playing like against, like, Hanzo or like Judd, this it's like kind of awkward yeah. playing a card that you want to. So yeah, you but... really need to get to, like, combo with it, right? Yeah, this card's just yeah. really bad against anything that's not Shadow or, like, Burn. Yeah. Uh, if... I guess anything where you care about the cards that you have, the cards not that good. Yeah. And a lot of the deck matchups where you don't where you don't care about cards in your hand or like other combo or whatever matchups where this card just doesn't do anything. Period. Which is I mean, like it's good against the creature combo decks, but yeah, yeah, it's like really good against the creature. It's absurd against decks like Iliad. Yes, sir. Why does this card have flash and the rest red one doesn't? Who knows? No, the world may never know. <laughs> yeah, the, the, this card is like has, is like a pretty fierce fabric kind of card. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, do you want to do yeah. want to discuss timeless dragon? It's like it's really good on rate, but it's probably not yeah. modern I, power I, level. I think 
All right, let's. It, really it, yeah, so Timeless Dragon is for three white white, a 5 5 flying dragon with plane cycling two and Eternalize two white white. So if it's in your graveyard, pay four mana, get a 4 4 flyer. As yeah. plane cycling, you get it there. If not, it's a five mana 5 5 flyer. So this card is like kind of interesting in like mid range you could fully decks because it fixes your mana, which is like pretty big. And if you're going like for the super late game, you can cycle this again a trial and then a trial. Yeah, it doesn't have basic plane cycling, it just has plane cycling, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um next card. Karmic Guide. Karmic Guide is for three to white, a two two flying protection from Black Angel. It has Echo three white white, and when it enters the battlefield, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Someone said bubble hulk. Bubble Hulk. Bubble Hulk. Bubble Hulk. Yeah. Uh, just another piece in your bubble combo. Another another white card that you can so, just use to reanimate things randomly. So for yeah. people Super who sick. don't know how Bubble Hulk works, is a card called Protein Hulk that when it dies it gets total CMC uh, six, six or less. Puts from your six. library yeah. and puts them into play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you get this and a sack outlet, like Basira Seer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then you get, you get your, Hulk, your Hulk. And then you do it again. And get you it. eventually kill through whatever, because you're basically infinite. Yeah. I saw like a loop that used like the goblin cards to kill. I think Trap you know, it. You use KQGK. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know like what's the best kill, is, but the is you do Micaeus um, Walking Blista works. Micaeus yeah, that's, I saw that but, one. It's easier than Kiki Juki. It takes up less slots. Yeah. Okay. I would say whatever one takes up less slots is going to save most play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- this card doesn't really have a ton of application in modern besides in those combo shells, but. Yeah, no, I, no one's going to try and play this fairly, you know? Yeah. Like, d- Taxes this... doesn't really care about this effect. Yeah. Uh, oh, before we move on real quick, I think Unbound Potential is probably good in modern weight shadows and popper. Okay, unbound potential, one in a white uh, instant, choose one, put a one one counter on the, on two target creatures you control, uh proliferate, and has entwined for three in a white. Yeah. The yeah it, the deck that seems very plays a lot of shitty other cards. Sure. And I think I, I would not be shocked if this made a cut as a one or two of. Yeah, it seems fine on rate. Like the proliferate part doesn't excite me alone like it's to, it's just like split card one in a white three I mean, in a white you, you know, you're playing it because it puts two it's it's a two mana gear for battle right yeah that's it instead like mm-hmm. heroic gober yeah all right playable white card seal of cleansing one in a white enchantment sacrifice seal of cleansing destroy target artifact or enchantment great reprint yep yeah. uh loris you know, mm, I think it's pretty nice that they're putting a ton of enchantments into the format, and then they're printing a card that goes both into that enchantment deck, most likely. And yeah. then it's a safety valve against the enchantment. He's yeah. the deck shows are too good. Yeah. It's, it's, this is a nice safety valve. It's also great against, like, preemptively dealing with Blood Moon, kind of like what Amulet used to do with Seal of Primordium. Like, yeah. although the white decks in modern are typically one or two colors, so you're not going to have as much of a hard time against Blood Moon, it's still a good effect. Not green, white, This card, like, also is just, like, yeah. a lot better than it looks. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. like, it's it was in the best deck of all time. It's probably the, it was, it's, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's probably the best disenchant we had in modern. Deck, and it was also played in like a legacy deck, that like, couple legacy decks, like like from now and then it got banned in two of. It was banned from. It was played in the breach deck that got banned. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. A deceptively powerful card. Yep. All right. Uh, I want to skip solitary confinement because that's like a long card. Let's just go over soul snare. Soul snare is for white and enchantment. It has white sacrifice soul snare. Exile target creature that is attacking you or a planeswalker you control. It's a good one as well with Luris. It might be interesting. I think if there's a Luris control deck, this card could be good. Yeah. Also, I think it's uh, like on Thrice, like five and six in the Enchantress deck. Sure. Yeah. I think that's it's reasonable. Good enchantress. I, think, I, I would not be shocked if like you, someone cut like G into Fairy from a blue white control deck and played some Luris's of these. Yeah. It's a pretty powerful card. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, solitary Confinement. Two and a white enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice Solitary Confinement unless you discard a card. Skip your draw step. You have Shroud and prevent all damage that would be dealt to you. Yeah, so this is the deck that makes... This is the card that makes Enchantress playable. You're basically immune as long as you have two Enchantresses in play. You'll be able to... Uh, Win through the discard effect and not having dressed up. Yes, I think this is going. To, what I, I this is the, I think yeah, this is going to be the most hotly contested archetype. I think on the thing about whether or not we think it's good. Mm -hmm. I'm fairly convinced it's unplayable. Yeah, uh, Gabriel Nassif posted a list on Twitter that I saw. It used solitary confinement, life from the loam, and cycle lands to yeah. so circumvent the. Downside. Significantly better than an actual enchantress deck. Yeah. It was just like um, control cards, counter spell. It only had like five cards in the main deck that were printed in the past like three years or whatever. But it still looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Soul Dragon Finement's going to be pretty decent in modern. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I, I also think this is just not a good effect for modern. Like, Oh yeah, it's definitely going to cause some issues. If 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 it's if it's like good, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, I want it makes events go a lot longer. I yeah, that's like not good. Like for people events, that like time goes up and it's yeah. The first open I played where War Prison was seven seven percent of the field. The rounds were a little long. Yeah, I'm not into that. All right. Uh, I don't think that's great. Uh, do you want to move on to blue? Sure. All right. Yep. Dress Down is for one in a blue, an enchantment with flash. When I was a battlefield draw card, creatures lose all abilities at the beginning of the end step. Sacrifice Dress Down. Now, what Before the... we do anything else, is this guy hot? I cannot tell if he's hot. I don't. He's like kind of ripped. He, but, he's like, yeah, but it's... you know, not like gym jacked, but like. No, he, he's like he's like a day laborer draft, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm zooming yeah. in on the image right now. Yeah, yeah. This is like, important. He's like I don't, Vinny, I, I don't I like think, his hair. His hair, it's weird because I think that he had like a bandana going on to like hide him, but it looks like he has a pretty weak hairline. Yeah, I agree. Vinny, do you have any thoughts? Is Vincent? I'm gone? in. That's all. Okay, good talk. I think Vincent's gone. Sick. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so, yeah. Now, let's talk that. about this card, I, actually. Okay. 
Um, I haven't actually taken a lot of time to evaluate, evaluate this card. I don't know what this card does yeah, in the context hard to of modern. So this card reminds me a lot of Hollow to Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird to be as an enchantment. I I don't know if that's for like the like a limited archetype or something. Like for the enchantment artist. Something something Luris, right? Yeah. I mean it's not that good with Luris though, because yeah. right? you can't cast her to the opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even stop like triggered abilities of things entering the battlefield or whatever. It does. And then Oh you have oh yeah, you have to do it in response. Yeah, well it's okay. the same button. No, you're right. Yeah, okay. I, I I meant activated abilities, but yeah. I was thinking... Yeah. yeah, so... It stops... So, this counters all the, like, flash... The, like, all the, uh... Force creatures in the set. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. Uh, how does it work with Evoke? Does the creature stay in if play? If you evoke it? If you evoke it, doesn't the creature stay in play if you cast a dress down? It does not. It does not? It'll still get evoked? Yeah, because evoke is as is like a cost of the creature. It's like a different casting cost. Sure. Okay. I'm also only like ninety percent sure of this. I I could just be mistaken, but I'm like pretty confident. Okay. Even with all of that, I just don't think this card's good. Yeah, I don't see where this actually fits into modern. <laughs> oh, I guess this this also kills Skyclave after. No, it doesn't. Oh, this card's kind of shit, sick and shadow. It, yeah, you can just cast it one in a blue. And you're... You mean Scourge of the Skyclaves? Yeah, Yeah, it does just make Scourge of 2020. That's kind of sick. Yep. That's probably not good enough, but I'm definitely going to, like, on stream, try to play dress-down combo combo with Scourge. (laughs) No, yeah, I'm in. All right, next card. Uh, Fractured Sanity for blue 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 a sorcery with cycling one in a blue it says each opponent mills four cards and it, when you cycle it each opponent oh sorry each opponent mills 14 cards and has cycling one in a blue and when you cycle it each opponent mills four cards this card's pretty decent yeah this makes mill slightly better yeah like it doesn't change the problems of mill like mill already no. didn't really have too much of an issue with leyline it got a lot of cards that circumvented Leyline, and this is just no different. I mean, the Mill also got a black creature, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. So, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Mill became like popped up for a little bit again. Yeah. Just keep I Mill think in Mill mind. Is a, yeah, Mill is intrinsically a deck that can never be tiered for too long. Yeah, there's just way too many Nene cards against it. Uh, hard Evidence is for Blue Bay Sorcery. Create a 0-3 Crab and it Investigate. This card's Ponders. Uh, I don't know if crab. you're like, dude, this could make a joke about like your penis being hard. I, I, I was not I was not making a joke about my, my, Sorry, my I like penis. I like hanging jokes. They're funny. It was, it was very funny. Thank you, Michael Plummer. If only Vincent was here to laugh at you. Yeah. Rest of spaghetti. Alright, mm. uh, Inevitable Betrayal is the another suspended card. Is, uh, suspend, so it is not playable. Can we go to the next one? Eh. Yeah, it says suspend, so it's not playable. 
Okay. All right. Now that Vincent's here, not here, we can skip all the suspend cards. Yeah. No, no, no. We can't skip them. We have to say they're unplayable. Oh. Yeah. So it's we still important. have to talk about it. Yeah. Oh my god. Just... All right. It's a, it's a blue sorcery. Suspend three. One blue blue. Search target opponent's library for a creature Please card. Put into the b- battlefield. Suspend, please. Oh, shut up, Michael. <laughs> search target opponent's library for a creature card and put it into play shuffle there then that player shuffles i can't say shuffle their library anymore i'm not allowed uh this card doesn't do anything Wait, what i've never is, did they change that for all cards yep they no longer say shuffle they never say shuffle the, your library or shuffle their library to say shuffle isn't it great they're it, changing like Oh, by then. So I got real. it with the. Okay, so I got it when they changed his or hers to there. Nice. It was like more inclusive, and it also was just less words. Yeah. Matter value pisses me off because I'm an entrenched player. Mm-hmm. This is just shuffles, stupid. Yes. Shuffles what? Shuffles their hand? Shuffles their lands? It doesn't say. It's they just like Something. get out of their chair and just fucking do the shuffle. Yeah, like... <laughs> I stack your deck while you shuffle. <laughs> so is Primary is legal and modern? Primary no, is not. in fact legal and modern. It is printed oh, in 9th edition. Oh, it costs five. oh, wait, no, it's not legal and modern. It definitely is legal and modern. It costs well, five. US Texas. <laughs> anyway. No, but it costs five. It's not legal and modern. Oh, true. Oh, ha ha ha. I, I get it. The only time this will ever be playable is if you are playing a As Foretold deck and there's a lot of Emrakuls in the format. Yeah. That's about I, it. I don't know. It feels weird to not make a set designed for modern and put this card in it. Yeah. When it's so clearly not playable. Yeah. I don't I don't know because who this is for. Feels weird to me. Yep. Suspend right. ruin. Suspend ruin what? Magic. Ah, uh, that's a take. <laughs> okay. Suspend is the worst mechanic ever made in Magic. Yeah. Nah. Uh, suspend cards are the sweet. Sure. No, All right. Uh, let's move on to lose focus. Is for one in a blue and instant counter target spell lessons controller pays two and has replicate blue. Replicate is when you cast a spell, copy it for each time you pay the replicate cost. Are these not in alphabetical order? Uh, we're... Did we skip Counterspell? Is this not showing reprints? No, it is showing reprints. Why isn't Counterspell here? Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, this isn't showing reprints. No, oh, Counterspell Counterspell's like in the middle. It's like in the S's. It's in the the, the V section for some reason. What? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, this card is it, it triggers um what's it called? What's the new mechanic from Strixhaven? Magecraft. Triggers Magecraft a bit. It's not Turns great. Bad. Yeah. This card is see like just looks to be like a significantly worse Frosted Storm and a significantly worse counter spell and a significantly worse battle league. But it's like somehow don't managing to do it all three at the same time, which I guess is impressive. Yeah. While st- while still being like a cool design. Yeah, yeah I, it's like a cool design that's just like mechanically irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Mm. What if this card is just one? That'd be Pog. That would be. Nope. Okay. Bye, Will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next. Will. What if we get in a four spec with replicate? 
four spike with <laughs> replicate that would be yeah. nice all right that's actually ne next card we have murktide regent which is for five blue blue a three three dragon with delve it has flying it enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter for each instant or sorcery exiled with it and whenever you whenever an instant or sorcery leaves your graveyard put a plus one plus one counter on it this card's great delver burr I really wish that they just replayed Whale. I think Whale would be pretty sweet about it. Ethereal Forger? Yeah. Yeah, this is like Ethereal Forger, but instead of drawing cards, it just beats down. Yeah, the, the, there's like the question, is this good? Is this better with the Giggler? Yeah, I mean like obviously in blue, it's like pretty decent in blue-red. I don't know, yeah. like not not traditional blue-red prowess, but in a version that plays Thought Scour, this card's great. Um, there's probably a Delver list that plays this Delver of Secrets, the uh, the red channeler that we're gonna get to in a bit. Agavon. Yep, the other one, and that that's the entire creature base. We probably you you, you probably don't even play like uh, Sprite Dragon or Young Pyromancer because all the other threats are so efficient. Yeah, uh, this card's just big. It's big. it is big. It's big. It is big. It's a big boy. I hope people. Talking about this card in Legacy. Yeah, it's I, I it's least worse than Whale in Legacy. It, I, I, so like, it's the what is like a little bit more expensive, like mana wise. And then Whale's like one of the cards that that's like a lot like Dreadhorde where if you ever get to attack with it, you just draw like a good card. You don't yeah. like you draw your force will to protect it, so it can attack again. And like playing a big blue shitter with no text. In a format where people are playing Blast just seems a little sus. Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. Okay, uh, let's move on to um, Phantasmal Dreadmaw's Not Playable. Uh, so... Sure? Eh, it is a 6-6. Six, six for 4 mana. That is, uh, that's, not, that's not on rate, actually. But, you know. We just talked about a 2 mana, like, 6-6, six, uh, six, dude. Come on. All right, I mean, uh, one of the best creatures of all time in Pioneer was... Four mana six six. Oh, four mana six six. I'm so in. Wait, what? What card? Inverter okay. of Tooth. Oh, mm. forgot that was a creature. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, it, it beat down. It went hard. Yeah, it definitely goes to come out. Okay. Alright, uh, let's talk about Rise and Shine, which is for one in a blue, a sorcery. Target non-creature artifact you control becomes a zero-zero artifact creature. Put four plus one plus one counters on each artifact that became a creature this way, and has overload for four blue-blue. I don't think this card has a place in modern right now. Like, Affinity uh... did, did play Scissors at one point, but wasn't great. And this card just doesn't do the same thing. This... This is the list. I, I, there's, a, there's a couple cards in this set that I think would be kind of cool if they were Pioneer. Yeah, this is this would be a pretty sweet Pioneer card. Having eight copies of Scissors, of two mana Scissors, would be great. Yeah, I don't think this is playable. Yeah, there's not a lot Those to talk about here. You, don't, you play Shitty Artifact next to you. You agree, right? This card is kind of shit. Alright, what card? Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine. Uh... The one we just talked about. Yeah, sorry, I was talking to my sister. Yeah, this card should. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Redash and Dockhand is for blue, a 1-2 merfolk with island walk, and it has uh, pay one, tap it, and tap target land. Uh, zero to five merfolk is unplayable. Next. 
But yeah, like, but, I agree. But, but folks, yeah, just like instead of being big, but folks a deck that is not going to get playable because the the fundamental archetype of playing two mana two twos that give other two twos plus one plus one is just going close to the power level of magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's basically all we have to say. Yeah. Uh, let's skip these next three cards. Let's skip these next three cards. Uh, on to subtlety. Subtlety is for two blue blue, a three three elemental incarnation with flying flash. When it enters the battlefield, choose up to one target creature spell or planeswalker spell. Its owner puts it on the top or bottom of their library, and has evoke exile a blue card from your hand. The second card in this cycle. I think this is actually the worst card in the cycle. I or, but not. Yeah. I think I I think it's better than the green one, but I think it's going to see less play. Yeah. So, I think the red one's the worst. Yeah. We'll talk because we'll, it doesn't we'll, have flash. We'll, Why is the red one the only one with... Or I guess Grief also doesn't have flash, but still. Yeah. Why isn't the red one have flash? I'm mad. Yeah. Subtlety, like, it's a, it's definitely a good card, but it doesn't really have a home in modern. We don't really care about a creature force of will effect. Yeah, because you can already kill creatures pretty efficiently for one mana. You don't really need to do it for zero. Yeah. Like, because spells, the common, uh, they commonly cost two to counter, and being able to counter two to zero is a lot more impactful than one to zero. Yeah. Like, the card you want to yeah. be countering with this is Storming Entity, but it doesn't have haste, so, like, you have time to do stuff. Yeah, so, a thing I like about Subtlety is you can hardcast it. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's one of the, the best in the cycle for on-rate hardcasting. Besides the green one, I mean, but it, the green one's green. No, I think it's better on rate. You think this one's better on rate than, than the three mana three four? Well, so like this is this is a phantom monster that draws a, like like basically draws a card with tempo. Like, sure. Yeah. Because it like blue white control decks and shit. Like you you pass leaving up mana a lot. So like, I think your opponent having to play on a one more kind of card is like nice. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I don't think this card's absurd, but I, I think this card is like fine and Yeah. You play there definitely matchups where I would be happy to turn like to like force force a creature. I don't yeah. know. Oh, weren't we supposed to be giving these number grades? Uh you know. Subtlety. Nah, I'm I'm no, I'm, no, I'm I, off I think it. just talking I'm... about the decks that they're going is better yeah i'm off of it I, I was about to say the number but i just no i can't do it i'm not one of them <laughs> <laughs> all right uh sus suspend for blue instant exile target creature and put two counters time counters on it it gains suspend people hyped up this card but i don't i don't see it yeah i, I don't get it it's it's interesting in Teferi, with Teferi, but Teferi is white, and white already has good removal, so it doesn't have a home. Yeah. Yeah, so, I the only way I can see this is in a cunning wish deck in Legacy, as a one-mana answer to Thalia, you can wish for it. Sure. I don't think it's good enough, but you could see it. Yeah. Maybe just come back. Vincent? Nope. Okay. So, Vincent's back. Cool. Yeah, I don't think it's a play at all. Yeah, uh, like I saw people uh, talk about it. You already talked about why both folks. No, uh, hold on, hold on. I want. Uh, I saw people talking about its interaction with like Snapcaster Mage in the control decks. Just like, 
uh, using snap to like path something, suspend snap, you get snap back, you get to cast like a cryptic command or another path. And then at some point in the future, you can like use snap to suspend your other snaps in response to removal spells or like after you declare blocks with Snapcaster. Okay, hear me out. I'm trying to play this. That's my guide lantern to play. True. Okay, hear me out. Instead of playing suspend to get an extra snap, what if we just play four Snapcaster mages and move on with our lives? Wow. Wow. And we can play cryptic commands to rebuy our Snapcaster. What a concept. Wait, yeah, what putting good cards in your in your, in your, not a, in your deck that's not a synergy deck? That's insane. Mm-hmm. Wow. Alright, uh Sayelium? Sayelum? Sayelum of Sea and Sky is on uh, zero to five. Uh, we don't need to read it. It, it, it talks about Murfolk. Murfolk is still unplayable, we can move on. It's a three mana three four that whenever it attacks it draws a card. How about that? I don't care. Okay. Uh, unplayable Thought Monitor. Thought Monitor is for six and a blue and two two artifact construct. It has a uh, affinity for artifacts. It has flying, and when it enters the battlefield, you draw two whole cards. Yeah, so this card's really interesting. I I just I I don't think the support's quite there. Yeah. I really want it to be, but I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I I agree. People talking about this card being like insane i think it is insane if if mox opal is in the fucking format yeah but that whole talisman was a fucking slap in the face yeah fuck fuck suspend fuck suspend yeah so yeah like i don't think this like people know stock has has not been close to playable i don't think getting a seven Mass makes you want to play. We put a bad card in my deck. I agree. This card just right, it's a Murloc. It's a, it's a, a Murloc. Hello. It's a, it's a Murfolk zero to five unplayable. Okay, I'm yeah. not going to read Vindalk and Infiltrator because uh? I see Counterspell right next to it. Counterspell. Let's talk about oh. Counterspell. Blue Four blue and instant every blue control counter target spell. Every control deck just gets nice and Yeah. In all seriousness, this card is not gonna change modern that much yeah it is a noticeable but not significant upgrade yeah. for like it, gi- it gives the control decks like i don't know plus one or two percentage points but it doesn't like change anything drastically yeah like it's it's one of the most hype cards in the set but there's not a lot to talk about it's just a good card but that's it uh do you want to talk about seal of removal yes all right, go ahead. Talk about Seal of Removal. It's for blue and enchantment. Sacrifice Seal of Removal. Return target creature to its owner's hand. You have the floor, Michael. Bliss goes mm. burr. Okay, thank you. Hog. If there is a... Like, there's no, like, obvious deck this goes in, right? But I don't think so. Seal of Removal... Was also played in that shitty bleach deck that was too good for legacy. The cards like both that like being permanent of like reasonable effects are like is kind of sick. It means when you like look at your opening hand and you see like a fatal push, you have to like pass. But if you look at your opening hand and see like skill of fatal push, you can spend your mana immediately and. People play Vapor Snag occasionally. I don't see why this card won't see a little bit of play. It's not busted. Yeah. Yep. 
Cool. Upheaval. Yeah. Upheaval is for four blue, blue, a sorcery. Return all permanents to their owner's hands. It's a nice reprint, but we don't know exactly what this is going to do in modern. It's a this, kind of a hard card to evaluate. Uh, this like this card was good. I mean, so this card was good when people could play like a ton of mana map. Or people have like Psychotog or Zombie Infestation. Though, like, it was like, it was like a relatively underpowered format. And I just don't think this card is anywhere close to playable in this format. You're going to die on turn four a lot right now in modern if, you, if you're trying to, like, set up with modern Ox. And if you're not playing against an aggro deck, you're going to play a deck that's playing four plus counter spells. And you just put all your effort into casting a six mana spell and you're just going to get, like, destroyed. This card's not playable. Yeah. Um, so, Wonder? Uh, Wonder is for three and a blue, a 2-2 incarnation with flying. As long as it's in your graveyard and you control an island, creatures you control have flying. Uh, this card, nice reprint, doesn't fit into a lot besides Dredgevine. It's like probably going to be pretty decent yeah. there. Yeah, it's going to be good in that like deck. Wish they put in all of them. I like that cycle. Yeah, I definitely mm -hmm. agree. Um, yeah, uh, let's move on to black. Uh, first black card that's playable are kind of Cruelty, which is for a 6 black black, a 6-6 six, six flying. Whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, target opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker, discards a card, and loses 3 life. You draw a card and gain 3 life. This is another non-legendary card in black that you are going to be looking to reanimate. has a nice enter the battlefield, and you're incentivized to attack with it every turn. I don't know yep. exactly what metagame you'd want to be using this instead of the uh, angel we saw before. But this is a like, good effect to have. Yeah, I don't really care about this card. Let's go to Bone Shards, because that card is absurdly powerful. Yep, okay. Bone Shards. Black. Sorcery. As additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a creature or discard a card. Destroy a target right. creature or planeswalker. So right off the bat, it's basically just a strict upgrade to Lightning Axe. Sure. And, like, in Bubble Hulk, you can use it as both a discard outlet and a sack outlet to stop your, start your combo, which is insanely yeah. powerful. Yeah, I'm excited to play this in Hulk. As, you can, in Bubble Hulk, you can use it as both a discard outlet and a sack outlet at the yeah. same time. That's, that's what Will just said. Uh, Good listening, uh, Michael. Mm. I was. I thought you were saying it could be one or the other. I was saying it could be both, uh, you know. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay, so yeah, anything else I, think talk about? I, I don't think it, it's it's fine. I mean, right. I think Bonechart does in basically every single block deck uses to use to utilize the graveyard in some way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, it's, I don't it's think it's so going to be that good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a four of and dredge, like over the sideboard, maybe like two two split or something. Mm-hmm. I think it might be playable. I don't think it's a full of advantage. Yeah. I think you're undervaluating the card then. Just like... 
Because you can use it to discard your dredgers, or you can just sack if, like, in the late game, just like sack a bloodgast for free or yeah, something. I mean, my issue is I want my discard outlets and dredged able to use them turn one consistently and discount with that. Like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. pretty reasonable. Like, this card is not significantly better than lightning axe. It is marginally better than lightning axe, and dredge is not jumping at the opportunity to play lightning axe right now, right? I mean, they typically play, like, one or two on the sideboard. I think this is a reasonable sideboard card for Dredge. I do not think it is a main deckable card for Dredge. Yeah, I think, I think I'm on the same point. Sure. Fine. Yeah. All right, uh, next card is Break the Ice, which is for black, black, a sorcery. Destroy target land that is snow or could produce colorless and has overload for four black, black. Something, yeah, so something, fuck Tron. Nope. Yeah. It, so it's really important say, that black gets, or just any color, gets a hate for Tron that costs two or less mana, so that when you're on the draw, it's still relevant. Yeah. As someone who's autistic, breaking the ice has always been kind of hard for me, but this card's, like, fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, okay. it's, it's actually kind of nice to control that. that you can, like, stack cast in the stack as well. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I, I do think this. My issue with this card is it's pretty narrow. Yeah, like I don't think you ever going to be bringing this in against any like I don't know control decks who are playing snow effects either randomly no. or because they're playing on thin ice. No yeah. snow. So the snow part doesn't matter. It's Tron hit. Yeah, it's just a way for uh, us to stop playing snowlands. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I now no one can yell at me. Uh, team, what, for team events, if I play with my alpha islands. Sweet. Yep. I get to play with my penis islands. I spank Waddle gets even more unplayable since the banning of Astrolabe feels bad, man. Yay. Alright, uh, next card. Do we want to talk about cl Clattering Augur? I just don't think this card's good. Hold on, I kind of want to talk about Cabal Initiate. Because it, it is the best, cheapest, permanent discard outlet that Modern has. Uh, I mean, isn't Uno's Prowler better? No, what, have you read the, this card is strictly better than I have not card. read this card. Okay, Cabalition Shit is for one and a black, a human warlock, 2-1. It has discard a card, it gains life until end of turn, and has threshold of Cabal Initiate gets plus one, plus two, as long as you have seven or more cards in your graveyard. Um, real quick, um, we've seen in the past, the Cabal, like, Cabal, like, have normally been clerics. Why is this sudden flame a change to warlock? I'm not sure. Anyway, so yeah, this is this is playable in CDH, which is kind of pog. Another discard outlet for Gitrog. Let's go. Yep, yeah. Gitrog go burr. Um, yeah, it's like not the worst discard outlet in the world. Like yeah. there might be a home for it as a one or two of in a Hall of One deck in Mm-hmm. People played the the Falcon Wrath like uh, two one that flipped into a three two with flyer. Uh, people. Uh, pe yeah, people played that in the the Black Red Madness deck back when that was a casual modern deck. Yeah, I think this card is like be having life like kind of nice. Mm -hmm, definitely. Be be my biggest issue is that it has one toughness. Uh, not if you just pitch your whole hand on turn one or turn two. Let's go. That is correct. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 just play the fetch land. All right. Okay. Good uh, luck. Damn. 
Well, I thought we were talking about Shattering Augur. I don't want to talk about Shattering Augur. This card doesn't do anything. Okay, cool. I don't want to either. Damn. I just... Uh, damn. A black-black sorcery. To start target creature. A creature destroyed this way can't be regenerated. Overload. Two white-white. They finally power-corrupt Wrath of God. Yep. Want 25 fucking years. <laughs> uh, Seven years. T- it took them long enough, right? I mean, we did... They like, finally did it, the Mad Men. We can all accept this card's just absurd. They, yeah, I mean, this this is this is nice. This is really they power nice. corrupt wrath of God. Yeah, and it's like a pretty reasonable power crap. It's not like wrath of God went for like three and a white or something. It's yeah, it's it's not like going from judgment to wrath of God. It's like going from wrath of God to damn, damn, damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This card is just really flexible, really sweet, really good. I don't know, dude. The only mark against it in, like, the control decks is you can't, like, Teferi into your removal spell. Teferi 5. Sure. It's a sorcery. Whatever. But, like, it's the Wrath. It fills the Wrath of God slot, not the removal spot. So when your Wrath of Gods aren't good, you just have an extra removal spell. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, uh, next. I've been having to play a lot of bad cards. I gotta play this instead. Mm, yeah, it's go for fun. the throat. They barely even know her. That that joke didn't work. Oh, I'm so much to go for the throat. You can't stop me. Oh my! God. I can stop you. Yeah, we're gonna stop you. All right, next All right. Ca- next card. Dathi War- Voidwalker. This card's absurd. This card's for a black black a three two with shadow. If a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, exile it with a void counter. Uh, tap, sacrifice it. Choose an exiled card an opponent owns with a void counter on it. You may play that card this turn without paying its mana cost. Yeah, on the first time I read this card, I didn't know that it so, said without paying mana cost, and I still thought it was absurd. Yeah. This is the best black card of this set. I think I agree. Yeah, damn is the best white card. <laughs> oh my god. No, the best white card is also set, no. Yeah. Sure. But, but okay, what's the best blue card? Counterspell? Let's say counterspell. This is this is graveyard hate. This is free spells. This is an aggressive creature. Like I don't know, unblockable. It's fucking. It hard. does have unblockable. I don't. I, um, I can't think of a single modern playable shadow creature. And don't say Luteril Core. Oh, I can. Uh, no, Delphi Voidwalker. Oh, okay. You're, you're your opponent's Delphi Voidwalkers. I got it. Oh yeah, and the jungle. So, yeah. This card's card obviously good. Luris. Ooh, Luris. This card also is a really good in Modern Mill. Yeah. Yeah. Modern Mill's definitely going to play this card. I mean, it also fixes their problem of cat beating out. El- oh, yeah, that was a nice one. Uh, of not being able to beat Eldrazi or uh, Nexus Fate. So it should have just beat Eldrazi. And then against Nexus, you can just mow that deck. And then, like, cast your Aquages Charm or something, because the blue decks are the ones that play Nexus. Yep. Yeah, that's hot. I'm in. Alright, uh, do you want to talk about Echoing Return for Popper or whatever? I don't fucking know. Uh, this card is not good at Popper, so no. Okay. okay, good talk. Uh, Grief. Grief is for two black black, a 3-2 with Menace, Elemental Incarnation. When Menace enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. They discard that card. Has evoke exile a black card from your hand. Rock. This is the broken one with ephemerate. You get to take three cards over the course of two turns. 
aka you win the game if you're on the play deterministically. Mm -hmm. It beats force of negation. Yeah. So it's a full card combo that wins the game a total. Yep, that's pretty, pretty fair. Yeah. Like people are saying, oh, you have to have a black, a white land and two black cards in an ephemerate. Uh. Yeah, and uh. and. Yeah, and <laughs> that is what I said. It is a full card combo. Yeah. It's it, it's good, but you, but you also ephemerate can just be one of the like undying evil or um, yeah yeah the Malakir's rebirth. Or, you know. Well, those ones, those ones you only get two cards, but it's still it's still absurd. It's still good. Yeah. You're just still happy paying that rate. Yeah. So this is obviously great. The question is, is your deck gonna function enough for the time when you go to high roll? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, see. This is also grief is another reason why I think uh, the blue force is good. Yes, being able to settle to your grief is going to be pog. I mean, also yeah. oh, this card is past modern. Good in vintage. Yeah, it's really good in dredge. It's good in dredge, like dredge, the like the vine, the like back vine decks and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like played. Some of them are going to see play in the animator, I'm like I say. I don't know how many. Yeah. I don't think it's an easy four of include because it'll do something. But it's also just a nice plan in the animator if you, you can be able to keep a hand that just goes like turn one, grief, grief you, reanimate my grief, God sees you again. Okay, so, uh, next card. Does that mean I get to talk about Kitchen Imp now? Yes, sir. Mm, Kitchen Imp is for three and a black, a 2-2 two -two Imp with Flying Haste and Madness of Black. Uh, this is the first time we're going to reference our deck lists. We have a bunch of deck lists that are going to be linked in the description of this podcast or this YouTube video, wherever the fuck you're listening to this. Uh, this is the, the Vengevine deck that we made. Uh, Kitchen Imp is one of the best madness creatures in a while uh it's just the 2-2 flying haste it beats down it's great to discard it's just it, it, it you're able to use it to cast vengevine trigger vengevine from your graveyard this is like really good i don't know it's definitely better than flame like phoenix in this archetype yep yeah michael's not again not this is one of the archetypes that's like on the more like, speculative side of things, it's not obvious it's going to be great, but... Yeah, we haven't tested it, it with it yet, to. but it, get, it gets a lot of new cards, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. It, it has the, like, potential to be pretty good. Yep. Uh, next, skip Vanguard, skip Curator. Do you want to talk about Magus of the Bridge? Yeah, people are talking about, like, a black-red, like, a vile zombies deck that Mag Magus of the Bridge would go into. I don't get it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna complain real quick about. Can I complain about this card for a second? Yeah. Cool. Um, this is a uh, free, like absolute flavor fail. Yep. Every magus had the exact context of the card yep. it was to be, and this card does it. Yep. So, I literally read it as an read would not let me. Uh, Michael, you're you're, 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 you're uh, Michael, you're cutting out. 
Yeah, Michael's point. This is the first Magus ever printed that doesn't have the exact card text yeah. of the previous card. Uh, do you want to talk about Magus of the Unseen? What is a Magus of the Unseen? It's a common from Ice Age. No. Okay. That was a bad joke. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this does in modern. I say that a lot, but this card just doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, skip Necrogoyf. This card's unplayable. Yep. Uh, oh, persist. Persist. Yeah. Persist. Persist is for one and a black, a sorcery. Return target non-legendary creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield with a minus one, minus one counter on it. Great. Reanimator. Burr. This goes in the bubble hook deck we talked about. Yep, this goes in the traditional reanimator deck we discussed a tiny bit about. Yeah. Yeah. It also has a little hobgoblin going dicko mode. You kind of love to see it. He is, in fact, going sicko mode and or dicko mode. Whichever you prefer. Yeah, um, not a lot to talk about because it's just a efficient reanimator um, target. We, well, we, we know what that does in Legacy. What? I was just going to say, like, we know what this, what two mana sorcery spells that reanimate things do. We see it a lot in Legacy. It's probably going to, like, perform about the same in Modern. Not as high power level, but in the same play patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best mechanic of all time, Suspend. Mm, Unplayable. Next. Yeah. Uh, suspend 2. Uh, profane Tutor, Suspend 2, 1 in a black. Search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Bad. This card is bad. I hate this. The quick fight actual trip is probably buy this card. It's going to go the EDH. Oh, yeah. EDH, like casual EDH players, are going to love this one. It's just demonic. Let's talk about sudden EDH next. This card's players. Are you saying you want to skip the starfish? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Let's talk about sudden edict, which is for one in a black and instant target player sacrifices a creature. Split second. Or just bog. It's yeah, a pretty it, good removal spell for two. It, it pisses me off that they printed a masterpiece diabolic edict that I bought a place it of, and then have printed multiple strictly better diabolic edicts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's very <laughs> upsetting. You don't understand. How much money did you lose? You don't need to talk about that. I, I, bought, I spent like 20 bucks each. So okay. Well uh, nice Dryad Arbor, idiot. Our next, uh, Torok. Torok, Dead Cantor. Dread Cantor. For one in a black, a legendary human cleric. 2-1 uh, with kicker, black, black. Protection from white. Whenever opponent discards a card, put a plus plus one counter on him. And when he enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, target opponent discards two cards at random. Yeah, so this card's really good in, like, the Lurious Green Black Rock deck that's been, like, floating around the fringes of the modern. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it'll be enough to push that deck over the top, but it's definitely really interesting. I don't know if it finds another home, because it's a bit slow for Lurious Shadow, and it interacts badly with Bloodbright Elf and Normal Jund. Yeah. Like, this card's... It's the card's like pretty really good on rate if you're able to kick it, but if you're not able to kick it, it's pretty bad. Like, you're not really making your opponent discard too many cards past turn three or four. So the activated so the triggered ability of when your opponent discards a card, put a counter on it is like pretty incidental. Doesn't really do a whole lot. 
I think the thing that's like also overlooked on this card is it's kind of doesn't even emotion in some matchups. Yeah, sure. It's like, fine. Like, I'm just playing like I guess like Keliana or something, and you play this into like a Liliana. It's like a three-two. Yeah, they can't really block it. No, oh, yeah, that makes sense. They can't attack into your Liliana. Mm-hmm. So you like get out take Liliana again, and now it's a four-three. Yeah, they still can't attack. Mm-hmm. You take your Liliana again. You're threatening an ultimate. Yeah. No, that's fair. All right, I want to move on to Unmarked Grave. Uh, yep. Yeah, let's not talk about either of those yeah. cards. Unmarked Grave is for one in a black, a sorcery. Search your library for a non-legendary card and put it into your graveyard, then shuffle. This card is Bubble. bonkers. Bubble Hulk? Bubble Hulk? Bubble Hulk? So yeah, this makes the Bubble Hulk Hulker type. It makes it work. Uh, yep. it, it has the interaction where you can get either a creature or a reaction with uh, Umburial Rights. Umburial Rights, yeah. Yep. Does this card do anything else in non reanimator shells? I think the answer is no. Nope. Not, no. not in modern? No, not in any, like, not in any format. Because I, I would say in modern, I just didn't do them. Unmarked Grave, grab Wonder. Unmarked Grave, uh, the card that's only ever going to tutor on Burial Rites or Protean Hulk. Yeah. I guess, actively, you could get it on Life of the Lobe. It's bad. Just play Gamble. Yeah. I, I, I talked about it for modern. Like, if you like the deck we saw, like, the Seafood playing, turns out to be okay, you could, in theory, like, play uh, this as Lobe number five. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Sure. Uh, but, like, that's obviously strategic. Yeah, it just... Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of Entomb, Vile Entombor, 2 Black Black, 2-2 two, two Death Touch. When is the battlefield Entomb? I don't think this card's good. I just wanted to... What? Why are we talking about this card? Uh, I want, uh, we were talking about Entomb. I wanted to make a segue. It's an uncommon and it costs four. Oh my god. Uh, no, it has, it's a pretty dope artwork, though. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I do like the artwork. Sure. Uh, Bone Shredder. Bone Shredder's for 2 and a Black, a 1-1 one, one with Flying. What, why are we talking about all the unplayables now? Bone Shredder is playable. Wait, no, there's a pretty big update to Bone Shredder, though. What do you mean? What? It's a Phyrexian. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, Bone Shredder oh. is for two and a black, a 1-1 one, one with flying. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature. It has echo, two and a black. Uh, this, card, this card is not playable. Uh, there, so, I, as I was going to say, later in the set, we're going to see that we got Imperial Recruiter, which this card is able to be tutored up with Recruiter. It is good in a future Kiki-Jiki Imperial Recruiter style not pod because pod is banned but a pod style deck that uses those effects to tutor up targets. This is one of the better close to unconditional removal spells for that deck. Sure, I guess. The future of Cord is going to be black-based because Ignoble Hierarch is able to cast Kiki-Jiki. So Bone Shredder will be a piece in the Yorion Imperial Recruiter deck. Sure. Uh, uh, want to talk about Braids or no? Sure. Uh, okay. So two, in a, two black black, two two legendary human. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices an artifact, creature, or land. This might be playing like a smallpox deck. Like a Jun's deck. 
good with Ren and Six. It is good with Ren and Six. I'll give you that. Good with Red. It is good with Red. It's good with, like, Bloodgasts. Yeah. It is good with Ren and Bloodgast. Yeah, that's kind of like a uh, combo. It, it is pretty slow, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh... uh... Yeah, which I was legal with ADH. That card was sweet. They're gonna unbid. Uh, Scourge familiar. It's like Airog piece. Pog. Uh, hold on. Uh, we're skipping. We're sk- uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I want to talk about. I just want to say one thing about Patriarch's bidding, which is for three black black sorcery. Each player chooses a creature type, and then they return all creature cards from that type uh, from the graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, this card might see play in combo goblins if there's a more sacrificed version of combo goblins. Same with the uh, fecundity version of goblins. Uh, because you're able to generate black mana in that deck, uh, you are able to uh, cast this card pretty easily, and a single Patriarch's bidding will usually win the game on the spot. The issue is, it's not a great card. So, looking at the artwork of this card... That, Michael, I... let's not let's not make any bad no, jokes. No, 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 it's, it's really important. Okay. I think I just learned a bit of flavor and lore about the Wills of Innistrad, which is the Venusus. Oh, I'm not zooming in on that one to figure it out. <laughs> Alright, what were you all fuckers saying about Scourge Familiar? Oh, um, it's played in the, uh, one of the best um, EDH decks. Uh, which one? Gitrog? Gitrog. Mmm, Gitrog. It's a Discord outlet that affects the board skate, so you can't get called for slow play. Oh, that's Pog. <laughs> yep. Alright, no, I'm in. Alright, let's move on to red. Does someone else want to take over reading the cards? Sure. No. Uh, Mike, uh, Michael can do it. Okay. I'll play it. Ooh. You want to say Arcbound Slasher and Arcbound Tractor look kind of cool. It looks like it's like one frame of artwork over two cards. Yeah. Yep. Pog. Uh, none of these are playable though, right? A basking root ba- blazing root waller. Is red that card's insane. Can I read the fucking card? Cool. <laughs> red 411. Um, creature lizard. It has red. This creature gains plus two plus over to our turn. Activate this ability only once each turn. Madness for zero. Which says if you if you discard this card, um, you discard it into exile and redo it. Cast it from force madness cost or put it into the graveyard. Wow. Yeah, if you know anything about uh, Vintage, you know this card is going in a variety of decks. This is the card Bazaar of Baghdad. And if you know anything about a Hollow One in Modern, back when Faces was illegal, you know that this deck is going, the card is going to that. Fog. Yeah, this card's yeah. great. It enables, really good. It enables Vengevine, obviously, but like it's like not the worst card in the world. Again, it's comparable to Bloodgast on like how efficient it is. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's gonna be good. Also, it's not. It's not pretty, but like, it's. It, I wouldn't be terribly embarrassed if I looked at my opening hand and just said, "Turn one blazing root wall or go." Who got both stacks? I guess. I mean, I would yeah. be. I, I. I. I would be sad, but. Yeah. yeah. I'm, it's not like I'm not putting this my deck to hardcaster, obviously. But what if instead of saying mountain blazing root wall, we're on the draw, and we say go to my discard step, cast blazing root wall. Oh, that's way more, that's like way worse, but way more alpha. Agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, Blood Rain Marauder is unplayable. Blood Rain Marauder? I mean, I, I think... It's worth talking about it. Yeah. Sure. 
Bloodbird Rivada is what an event for a 3 1 human berserker that cannot block. Has Delirium. The spell has Cascade for, as long as there are four more card tricks among cards in your graveyard. And I'm not reading Cascade because it takes too long to read. Yep. Uh, so, this card's close to good. If they make pretty enchantment artifact creature that has discard do nothing, let's say discard it from your hand, this card would be good. Yeah, so the but, idea with this card is you play something like Architects of Will, and you're trying to activate Delirium to cascade into, like, you know, Crashing Footfalls or whatever, but I think it's just too hard to activate Delirium in that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Especially without, like, good one drops or zero drops. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's it gotta be close to impossible if you're trying to cast this on two. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be Architects of Will, Land, and you still need an instant or sorcery, which you can't have in a deck that's trying to, you know, do the Asperthold thing. Yeah, or do, do the Cascade thing. Yeah. All right, what's the next question? I want to talk about Calibrated Blast. I don't even know what this card does. Yeah, no. I don't even know what Calibrated Blast does. Yeah, no, this card's not good. Uh, let's just move on to Dragon's Rage Channeler. No, Ray's Apprentice is horrible. It's literally like the slightest of upgrades to PNLR, and that card is so far from unplayable that it's not fun. Okay, yeah. Dragon's Rage Channeler is one red for a human shaman that is a 1 1. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, surveil 1. Um, Delirium uh, gets plus 2 plus 2, flying and attacks each combat at a if able. Mm, Delver of Secrets. Yeah, this, this card, card is, is almost a better Delver. Yeah. Like, this is definitely going to create a new archetype yes. in modern. Some, like, red Luris deck. You know, you incentivize to play Bobble and then cheap spells. This card just slides right into it. Mm hmm. So. Straight up, this card just pretty sure like easily slots into red blue like red blue uh, prowess in modern. Like you can pretty consistently get all four like four card types in your graveyard. I don't know about that one. Just like in, in the prow, you, you have to again. You'd have to play bobble in blue red prowess. I don't think you do. You 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 are gonna have issues putting creatures into your graveyard. Like, obviously, if your opponent's playing a creature deck where you can lava dart one of their shitters, then yeah. But other than that, it's, like, kind of hard to do. I'd, I'd still want to play you, you Bobble can... in the deck. But I'm not sure whether or not you play Bobble, but I'm pretty sure you can just play it. Um, also, this card is very good. This card what? Very good in Legacy. Yes, definitely. Like, we, yeah. Le this Legacy is... got a lot of tools. I guess he Delva. Yeah, that's what I meant. In the ideal world would be playing a ton of one drops and not two drops. And after with this plus the card we're going to talk about, Ragavan, you're just going to be able to play like eleven one drops in your Delva deck, which is kind of insane. Yeah, that's pretty yep. great. Um, uh, let's talk about faces salvaging. I'm mad. Wizards like to slap us in the face. All right, let's move yeah, on. The, yeah. Yeah. Function salvaging is one in a red. Instead, discard a card, then draw a card, rebound. 
Yeah, I don't think this card deserves any words besides fuck you. Yeah, this card could have very, very easily just cost one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It's, this card is not it's good. It's bizarre to me that the... That I feel like the vast majority of their player base are calling for unbanned box for pulling faces looting. Yeah. Oh. And then they print this, which is kind of like, ha ha ha. Yeah, they, they, they print this and stole Talisman. You just want to... So it's either them laughing at us, or it's them thinking this is, the, this is like basically the same, just slightly worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, alright, next card. Cool. Flame Blitz. Flame Blitz is for red. At the beginning of each of you, at the beginning of red step, you deal five damage to each planeswalker, and it is cycling for two colorless. This card is broken. so. When they designed this card, it was probably good and modern. Yeah, modern is no longer about planeswalkers. No one's playing Narset or whatever. The only deck that's playing well, planeswalkers well, is the blue white deck and Tron. This card, you could play for Oko in your deck. Oh yeah, this was. The- legal back then, probably, yeah. There's two years in advance, right? So, yeah. so what, what Flame Blitz is interesting in is, um... Don't say we're prison. Oh, uh, I was about to say we're prison. No, don't say we're prison. The uh, prison-style deck that's trouble with control. And Karn. Yeah. And Karn especially. Okay. Thanks uh, for your input, Will. This could, could theoretically see play in, like, some deck in, like, a vintage against that, like, good stuff. It's probably not good, but it's, like, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, this is just a really efficient cyborg staple. Yeah, it, it's, like, super efficient and just so narrow. Yeah, it is pretty fucking narrow. Like, also, the fact that it doesn't kill Oko in, like, vintage it's, it's is, like, kind of awkward. They're still going to be able to do shit with it, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, you want to talk do, about Fury? Do we want... I would love to talk yeah. about Fury. This card is really good. Fury is a uh, 3-red red for an elemental incarnation. That is a 3-3. Three, three. It's double strike. And it has ETB, deal 4 damage, divided as you choose among any number of target creatures or planeswalkers. And it has evoke, exile, or red card from your hand. Will, what keyword is this card missing? Flash. Flash. Rip, dude. I wish this card had flash, but it's still okay that it doesn't, because Hemer Cascade Poob uses this card really well. So you take advantage of uh, the new card, new new card in quotes, uh, Shardless Agent, which we'll see later, and... See the truth to ju- and ancestral vision to have a lot of draw threes in your deck, and the best way to utilize draw threes is pitch cards to control the board. Fury is perfect for. Yeah, this is probably the best flame pump coffee we've ever seen. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's better than the one we just skipped, at least. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Galvanic Ray? No. Okay. I mean, I don't complain about it. Like, it's two in a red for sorcery. Exile the top card of your library. During your next turn, you may play that card. Storm. Yeah, I so can... the card's interesting because it's a common, it says Storm. But Popper Storm decks can't go off twice. They, like, sack all their lands and shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Common cards with Storm, you should design very carefully or abandon properly. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about Glimpse of Tomorrow. This card's a chaos card. Yep. We're just skipping it. It has suspended as unplayable. Okay. Ooh, Harmonic Prodigy. Harmonic Prodigy is a one in event for a human wrestler. That is a 1-3 with prowess and... Whenever the ability of a shaman or another wizard you control triggers, trigger an additional time. It says another wizard, so it doesn't count itself, right? It says yeah. another wizard. Unlucky. Uh, that sucks. So if you could make it become a shaman and lose its wizard type, it would trigger infinite times. Wow. You're welcome. Ooh, that's boring. Wait. No, it wouldn't. Wait. Yeah? No. This isn't an ability that triggers. It just it, causes other abilities to trigger. It says it triggers an additional time. This is a replacement effect, not a triggered ability. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. I'm upset. Yep. Uh, I don't think this yep. card does anything. It's it's a lot like um, the Leonin, whatever, the Magecraft card, but... Uh, yeah. Monk. Yeah, this is it, doesn't, it doesn't affect monks. Which sucks. Yeah. It is like the Magecraft card. They saw Luminance's trigger a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to uh, the next card? Sure. Which okay. is Obsidian Charma. No, I want to talk about Mining Collapse for a second. Sure. Riding Collapse is three in a red. Um, if it is your turn, you may sacrifice a mountain rather than pay its mana cost, and it deals five damage to target creature or planeswalker. I am not sure what deck this goes in. It is incredibly power to have it, powerful to have a zero mana to destroy target creature. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised this wasn't a cycle. It's like just a red card. I think, I also think the design of it being three spells on your turn is exactly what I want for modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never had an issue with Box Opal in modern, but I've had issues with the forces in modern, because I think if your opponent's tapped out and it's your turn, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, no, that's reasonable. This card reminds me a bit of Submerge. Which they sadly did not give us. Even though they gave us another card from the Submerged Cycle. Did they? Yeah. It's it's later in red. Just wait. Alright, let's move on to Obsidian Charma. Obsidian Charma is 3 red red for a creature dragon. That is a 4-4. Four, four. It has this spell cost 12 less to catch. It has flying and when it ETBs, destroy target non-basic land and opponent controls. Fuck Tron. Yeah, this card is just yeah. good. It, like, you're able to cast it against Tron before they assemble Tron, uh, no matter if you're on the player of the draw, right? No. What do you mean? Oh, so you have to have a one-mana thing. You have to have a one-mana accelerant if you're in Ponza. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so in Ponza, it fucks Tron, but, you know, you're playing Ponza against yeah, Tron. Yeah, this card is... People seem to think this is the best of the new Tron Hate cards. This one seems kind of dubious to me. Yeah. Like, it is a 5-mana 4-4, four, four, but... I mean, like, 
It is definitely the best of all of them against each one. Sure. Because 4 4 flying is just pretty good against that deck, but. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, does Podger need help against Trod? I doubt it. Like, you have the pressure, you have the the main deck hate. There's not a lot else you yeah, want against like, Tron. I, I'm not convinced you need more. Yeah, definitely. And, like, what are the decks does this go in? Nothing, I don't think. Exactly, like... Yeah, this looks just to be a Ponzer card. Maybe, like, Obosh? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, sure, I guess you put in an Obosh. Yeah. Alright, now we so can talk about Ragavan. So here's the best card of the set. Yep. Ragger Van Nibble Pilfer. Hold on, before you read the tar text, I want to say, uh, look at the little glasses he's wearing. Oh, uh, he's so smart. Dude, that's yeah. why he draws cards. Oh, what, yes. a, what a good boy. He went, he went to college. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cannon. Um, so Ragger Van Nibble Pilfer is a legendary creature. Monkey pirate. That is a 2-1. Whatever it attacks, um, whatever deals so combat whatever deals combat damage to a player, exile, uh, exile the top color of that player's library, you may cast it, that card this turn and create a treasure token. It has dash for one in event, which means you may cast a spell for its dash cost if you do it gains haste and it returns to your hand at the, um, the beginning of the end step. Why does this card have dash? Flavor. Okay, cool. That's it. Art is... Yeah, that's actually a pretty good flavor. No, 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 no. Sorry, Zev no, flavor. No, yeah. Go to set monkeys with Kimbun, and monkeys went fast. Uh, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was reference to Kari Zev. And he takes it and pulls it back to the ship. Oh, yeah. I thought it was reference to Kari Zev, how he goes away at the I mean, end step. I mean, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just great flavor. Okay. It's the flavor is 10 out of 10. Yeah, the card is dude, also a 10 out of 10. It's going to see play like as a 3 or 4 of in every format. It's legal one. Every single format. I think this card is, is pretty close to Vintage Playable as just a efficient creature, which is scary. Yeah. This card is very good in Vintage because frequently you'll reel it on top of your opponent's deck and it's a fucking zero mana artifact. Yeah. Like I, people were doubting it at the beginning, but now that I've had more time to think about it, like I'm, I'm just pretty sure this card's on par or better than Swift Spear. Yeah, no, this card's so absurd. This card is better than Swift Spear to every deck besides Modern Blood. Oh yeah, sure. Like this card's probably just better in Blue Red Prowess. Yeah. Have you have you read it? It's, it's yeah. pretty good. Oh. It lets you go. I, it lets you cast turn two opt storming entity. Yeah, I'm yeah. going out. I'm going to go on back and see this card is better than Oko. Then what? Oko is going to be early power level. Uh, no, but this is definitely the best card in this set. So, and I don't, think, I don't really think it's going to be. I'm saying this card will be banned in modern eventually, and then a little bit later banned in legacy. I think it'll actually be banned in legacy before modern. Anyway, it's because be, Del it, because Delver's on the can't be banned list. This is yeah. gonna, this code gonna, will be bad like Yeah, sure. I don't know. This card is just better than Dreadlord Archimist. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't know. This card's... I, I'm pretty sure this card's better than Dreadlord. So, do you want to talk about the card telling everyone it's going to get banned? What? What do you guys want to say about the card? We already did. We already talked about it for like five minutes. 
It just, just said it was going to get bad repeatedly. Yeah, we didn't what? actually talk about, like, why the card's good. Yeah, it's like, so you can think about it like a Noble Hierarch with Exalted 2 that also draws a card every turn. Yeah. Pretty absurd. Yeah, like, obviously so, only about half of the the cards that you exile are going to be usable. A, because lands, don't you can't do anything with those, and B... Uh, some of the cards just aren't relevant in your strategy, so there's no point in casting them. But probably yeah. a little under half are going to be usable. Yeah, it, it's a Nat Pagel and a and a Notlark in the yeah, same. Yeah, we card. don't know what that card does. No, no, that makes sense. Nope. I, I feel like over half of our viewers know what Nat Pagel is. Nope. <laughs> okay, you can look it up, Sam. For anyone who reference, Nat Pagel is a Hearthstone card that draws a card fifty percent of the time on your turn. Wow. So legacy, this card. Is like, like in like family matchups, this card kind of has like infected head. The way I would think about it, of it's like the devil mirror. If I play this on turn one and my opponent does not have a way to answer it, they just basically lose the game on the spot. Sure, and I was pretty good at protecting it. Sure, that's kind of the entire strategy of Delver. Keep in mind, your opponents, your opponents, gonna get to like make their ponders significantly better because of this card. Sure. I go have three mana on turn two. Eh, yeah. shut up. It's I don't care. If, if I cast Ragavan on turn one, my opponent casts Ponder, the game is over. True. Yes. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. Alright, anything else we want to say? No, I think that about covers it. I just turns off turn. Hmm... Reaver. I don't. I kind of want to talk about Reaver, but it's just it's just a two mana four three that you madness out. That's it. It's yeah, I don't care. I don't think I care either. That's why we're talking about Psychic Witch. I don't. This card is like hard to evaluate for me. Yeah. So it's it's like Let, let's read it. Yeah. Psychic Witch is red for sorcery. Create a treasure token, which is a lotus petal. It has flashback to an event. Yeah. So this card is interesting to me in like Urza like automaton new card style shells because or so early game it can help power out your important creatures that let you cheat on mana and in late game with the uh new card it draws a card mm-hmm. and it draws two cards because of flashback. Yeah, uh, this card is just I think pretty deceptively powerful. It's a one battle lotus petal. So like yeah. it's not that bad. Cause like in a lot of like cobbly decks, I'm fine setting up like that. It's really good with Bergy, right? Yeah. So, it's like it turns into a ritual with Bergy. Yeah. I would not I don't know if this deck is, this card is good enough or what deck it goes into, but I this deck is definitely this card is definitely powerful enough to see play. Yeah. Tavern Scoundrel. Ooh, Tavern Scoundrel. I'm into this card. What an event. If you want a full coin flip, create two treasure. It has Tap, Sack, uh, another permanent uh, flip a coin, and it is a 1-3 human rogue. Mm, coin flips. Uh, so this card is hard to evaluate because I think the rules are a bit murky and whether or not it works with Mana Clash. Yes. Because a Tornitra traditional words it shouldn't, 
but if its second ability works with its first ability, then Mana Clutch might work. Yeah, you would think the first ability would work, but according to the current version of the magic rules, flipping a coin without a outcome doing anything, um, it doesn't count as winning or losing a flip. You, like, you have to call the flip or whatever. And when the second act ability is activated, you don't actually call anything. There, there's also a secondary thing with this. Uh, this plus phonetic of feet makes infinite matter. Many astute financial people notice that, and phonetic of feet has gone from $10 to $60. It's $60? Oh my god. Jesus. I have like, I got I got a bunch of collections. Let's go, boys. Is, and by many astute financial people, I was one of those people. Yeah. So smart. Look at you, Michael. You're so smart. Yeah. Mm. No, that's it. Not playable in yeah, modern, so but I don't, we don't think it's playable in modern. But if if it works with mana clash, it might be as like a weird ritual. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. If it works with mana clash, it's kind of sick. Yeah. Because you're it, on every flip, you're point two five to lose, and with a thumb, you're only twelve percent to lose, and you keep going. Mm-hmm. So you get whatever seven eight to the X equals fifty percent number of mana. You get twice that mana, whatever that X is. Oh, so funnily enough, do I think it actually works the way you wanted to with phonetic food? Why not? Uh, this is paper magic. Why is that? Um, you, I don't think you can legally just say you're going to flip a coin a hundred thousand times, because I think you have to flip it, because it's going to turn to this I mean, you can, you, you, you can just like get a stack of 20 dice and say, I'm going to flip it uh, 500 yeah. times and then roll the dice that many times. Yeah, I'm in. I think a judge will rule in your favor and say, Yeah, as long as you say a reasonable number that you do. Actually, okay. no, they might. Because the judge will say, choose a number, and then the amount of. And that's the amount of number that you flip the dice. But then. You, you can't say that it'll just be 50% because that's not how it works. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. You have to see yeah, a number. You definitely actually just have to flip all the dice. That's Pog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to roll, you have that's to, you have to roll a lot of die. <laughs> this is going to be fun in Legacy. <laughs> Show up to an event with, like, 100 dice. So there is a People Legacy event that happens every Wednesday and Friday that I go to with coin flips. Hmm, coin flips. <laughs> but it's not going to be, like, a shitty coin flips. It's going to be, like... I get a super tuned list. Oh, obviously. Four Tavern Scoundrel. Best card in Legacy. Okay, let's go to... Uh, do you want to talk about Traps Encounter? No? Cool. Uh, hey, I kind of want to talk about Unholy Heat. No. Okay, Unholy Heat is red for an instant deal two damage to a creature or a planeswalker. Delirium deals six instead. Yeah, that card's like decent. This card's bad. Like it's it's that's pretty bad. Uh, I would not be surprised if this card ends up being better than Magmatic Sinkhole in any Charmer Wave decks. Like it's 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 like a six mana cascadable thing in the Shardless deck because the Shardless decks in Modern that we that we're seeing. Yeah, but I don't want to cascade into a Sinkhole. The whole point of Sinkhole is that you can't cascade yeah. because you don't want to cascade into a removal spell that can't also go face in case your opponent doesn't have a creature. Like, yeah. The only removal spell you want in your deck that costs less than three, or three or less, is like I guess. Evil. Like, this is just a good sideboard card, though. Like, I, 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 would, I would be happy I would be happy bringing this in instead of, like, fucking is it Charm, dude? 
you can leave the call if you want to make fun of Isachan. <laughs> I mean, I cut all the Isacharms from the Timber deck, so... Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Framelift, the actual play at all. Yes. Framelift is one in event for a sorcery. Uh, Framelift deals four damage to each player. This is a auto four of a bird. And anyone who says otherwise is dumb. Yes. Yep. The question of whether or not bird is a deck uh, after this set comes out is up for debate. Because every other deck gets so many tools and burn gets a... It's a good upgrade, upgrade, but... It's not as impactful as any other of the cards in the set. Yeah. And I don't think the um, metagame's in a place Goblin? where Burn's favored. Yeah. Goblin Bond Bondbit is one in a van that sacrifices a creature. Goblin Bond Bondbit deals one damage, shorty target. Yay. Yeah, this is the same, like, vile Magus uh, zombie deck people were talking about earlier. It's yeah. the same deck. Goblin Bond Bondbit, yeah. like, sees play in those type of strategies, and it's just good. Yeah, it's probably fine. This artwork's really bad, though. I don't know why this is a humanoid foot. Yeah, this, this was the artwork they had on the... Speed uh, versus Cutting. Yep. Yeah. I think it was also in the Prosh EDH deck. Gross. Yeah, it's bad artwork. This is the first Goblin of Armament in foil, though. So, you know. Oh. Wah. Uh, Grill Shaman's not playable uh, in modern? Uh, no. I mean, it depends if they, if there's an art of um, uh, like a lantern or a affinity deck, people might start playing this on the sideboard. Don't don't play this. There's no such thing as lantern. I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. True. Yeah. I mean, I was just playing shenanigans or something. Anyway, Imperial Recruiter is two to red for a human advisor. One one when it ETBs. Search a library for a creature with power two of us and put it into your hand. Yeah, this is better than Recruiter of the Garden Humans because of Reflector Mage. I mean, Recruiter of the Guard's not legal in humans, but yeah. What? It's not. It's not. Wait, Recruiter Guard not get printed in the set? Nope. Oh. oh. You're thinking of Sanctum Prelate, which is the. Oh, we didn't go over Sanctum Prelate when we were talking about white cards. I don't know where it is. Wait, that's uh, weird. Should it's, be it's, at the bottom? It's a buy a box for most. So it'll be at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it then. But Imperial Recruiter is really good in humans, it's good in goblins. Yeah. It's. As, as I, I talked about, I talked a bit about the Kiki Jiki deck before as well. Yeah, it's good to the Kiki. It's, it's a powerful card. Yeah, it's not yeah. as powerful as people think it is. Yeah, like it's just a good tutor. Um, there's a lot of yeah. great things you can do with it. Like obviously, there's the Kiki Jiki, there's the goblins, etc. But you can just like grab value cards. Yep. Uh, I get three or four of in modern humans. Mog salvage two yeah. in a red. If an opponent controls an island and you control a mountain, you may cast this without paying its cost, and it's an instant and it's destroy target artifact. Uh, this is the submerge. Good if, the, if there's like an Urza deck in the format, which is when this card was put into the set, <laughs> this card is good. Right now, it's clearly not good. Yeah, there's not, not a lot that's going on here. This card doesn't fit into modern at all, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I think we've, people have talked about Nid Harvest to death. Yeah. Card's good. Card's an absurdly powerful cantrip. Green green power crypts of other color. Yep. Mm, yeah. Abundant Harvest. Do you guys want to talk about the Ooze Vidiana on for it? 
Yeah, I think it's a good one of in Amulet because you can put okay. like power. Uh, ooze is two and triple greed for legendary creature ooze that is a two two. It has storm. Um, as long as it is not, it is it is isn't legendary if it's a token and IV. It has a battlefield with a plus one plus one counter for each other ooze you control. Yeah. Like obviously, obviously well, there's. Is yeah, it has synergy with Summoner's Pact, obviously. Yeah, and like any other one drop. Razor and amulet and blah 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 blah. It needs to look at full decks that kind of fights for the countering pack now. Yeah. Yep. That's Which pretty sweet. Which always kind of work as a cavern. Yeah. Yep. But this makes it like pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is pretty sweet. Uh. Shadow Storm is one in a green for a sorcery. Create a green scroll creature. Storm. This is going to be banned in proper within three months. Yep, I I think I agree with you. Every single Storm card that has had potential to do something in proper was broken until it was banned. There's a, there's a Storm deck in proper that plays... Two and a green search library for a basic land storm, and that deck is like close to playable. Yes, definitely. Yep, storm cards, popper, broken. Yeah. All right. Uh, next card, not chitter spinner. This card doesn't do anything. Endurance. Uh, Endurance is yep. one green green for an elemental incarnation. It's a three four with flash and reach. Uh, it has ETB, X, X, uh, to target player shuffles their graveyard, graveyard and puts it on the bottom. Uh, evoke Exile Green Code from your hand. This, yeah, this card's a really good role player in a vintage, especially. It's gonna be yeah. really good. Yeah. This card is, I think, gets worse the newer the format gets. I think this card is absurd in Vintage. It's good in, like, all of the Bizarre decks to fight other Bizarre decks. It's probably good in decks that aren't Bizarre decks to fight Bizarre decks. Like, I'm pretty sure Bug is going to play this card. Yep. Well, and, like, Team Tiles. In Legacy, this is... Elves gets to finally cut Lena out of the Void. Thank God. This. Yeah, it's, it's also it's also just like a free card you can cast while comboing off with a uh, glimpse. Yeah, it, it is. You can cast it with comboing off with glimpse. You could cord for it. You can green set for it. It's mm-hmm. also calculable because you're playing uh, a source shepherd. Yep, this card's gonna be great there. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Also, if you do like a like if you're like forced to do like a small combo turn. Get stake with your deck. You can like do a small combo into this and then cast it. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's about it on endurance. Uh, I want to talk about it. Foundation Breaker. Yeah, Foundation Breaker is great. Yeah, Foundation Breaker oh. is three and a green for a for two two elemental. Which is a battlefield, destroyed target artifact or enchantment, and has evoke one in a green. This is a big upgrade to like living in decks. Yes, definitely. Yep. 
Living Index will exist in this format. It gets a good amount of new tools, especially with all of the uh, incarnations. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Well, they get got a pretty big upgrade with this set. Yes. Yeah. And Living End in the past has had to play cards like Gitchua. With so Mara. Like Cage. Or not, or more not Cage, but like. Yeah, and Gitchua to kill. Uh... Like Torment's Crypt or Relic. Yeah, and Whismer to kill Leoline, and this card just does both in one card, which is insane. Yeah, it's a bit more expensive, it, but who cares? Yeah. You, you know. also get it back into your graveyard, which is really sweet, because you can stack the triggers to destroy whatever it is, and then put it in your graveyard. Yep, that's nice. I'm in. Alright, uh, next card, Gaia's Will. It has to spend, but this one might has- actually be playable. It has to spend no. if there's anyone that is playable, it is this one. Yes. Uh, it, it has, it, it's a sorcery, suspend 4G. Until uh, end of turn, you may play lands from your graveyard and cast spells from your graveyard. If a card will be put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn, exile it instead. Cool. Oh. Green gets the Ekmos will now. Yep. I think. If this card is playable, it means red gets Dogwoth's will. Yeah. That's fine. I think they think the way I see this card being played is with Electrodominance. And I don't know how else this card would see play. What will it but go it with? Should... What? What what will it go with, like in in modern? How do you combo with it? I don't know. I really don't I think. I really don't think this card's good. Card's yeah, just the incredibly power effect. I don't know if it's this could be actually legacy playable. Maybe. Uh, you, I have, don't know. you have you have LEDs and lotus petals. Okay, but how are you cheating to spend mechanic? Oh, like dominance and legacy. That's like, you know. You. You know. You. I can pretty easily construct a turn to kill with that. I guess. Like, I'm not saying it's good enough, but it, it, it is a powerful enough effect that I think trying to put some amount of work into it is like. Sure. I don't want to right. say this card's unplayable when it is. It has that effect. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. All right, let's talk about Glimmer Baron because the art's fucking adorable. It's a little. Uh, is that a little butterfly? It's yeah, it's like an oof that's not a douchebag, which is kind of interesting, except he all looks creepy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's have you of... ever seen Over the Hedge? I have seen Over, Over the, the Hedge. Hedge. Fuck, what is it? What? Over the Garden Wall? I don't I remember. Know. It's some, It was some Cartoon Network, like, special. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, no, this card's not doesn't do anything. Ignoble Hierarch. Ignoble Hierarch. Combo goblins. Combo goblins. Yeah. yeah. So Ignoble Hierarch is G for Goblin Shaman. That is an O one. It has exalted. It has the Jund colors. Sweet. Noble Hierarch, but Jund and Goblin. Goblin. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we talked about combo goblins. We talked about Kiki Cord. Uh, yeah. What else is this slot into? Big. I would be shocked if like 
you could play this. People played this card in like a Jones style deck. Yep. Yeah. Like I don't. I really don't want to be. I wouldn't this be in shocked Cascade, for this. But no, this card doesn't go in Cascade. Yeah. But it. I don't think it'd be bad in like some like aggressive Loris Jun style deck too. Yeah, I think this card is good in Shadow, like Judge Shadow. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if it's rude for it, but it, like Judge Shadow for a deck that has all two drops, he's still out of really well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, like, and you want to go turn one this turn two, like Hex Drinker two drop. Mm-hmm. Nice. It, you you have Loris, but it's like you always want to cast I mean, a creature. Before, it's it's hard for me to justify any other one drop after before adding four Ragavan to my deck. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Jade Avenger is weird to me. I read all the Kamigawa books. There was never a single mention of frogs, but now there's a frog samurai. Kind of a yanks. And it says, yeah, it says traditional children's rhyme, so it's not like a new card. That's weird. I don't know. Uh, skip the next line. Uh, Sanctum Weaver. This card's good. Um, it is... One and a green for enchantment creature Dryad. That is an O2. It has tap and X mana to your mana pool <coughs> of any one color where X is the number of enchantments you control. Yeah, so this is maybe going to make Enchantress viable. There's also maybe some combo yeah. deck and freed from the real because that's all you need to make infinite mana by by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, this deck is. A way to make infinite mana in modern right now. This might actually be one of the easiest ways to do it. So, there's, yeah. well, there's like devoted to it, right? Sure. Yeah. Devoted to it. That's still is... a two card combo. Yeah. Yeah, this is another two card infinite mana combo. Mm-hmm. There's multiple two card infinite mana combos with devoted to it, I'll say. Sweet. Yeah, it's devoted to it. Mm, devoted to it. Yeah, well, there's the card that turns it into a creature into an enchantment. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, I don't. Do you want to talk about Silver Anthem? Scurry? Does he does he card plus Scurry over this set that goes infinite? Whenever one or more plus most counters are put on Scurry Oak, make a squirrel. Oh, uh, it's probably the squirrel we passed over earlier. Yeah. I, I don't think so. No, I don't know. Eh, whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk about Squirrel Sanctuary or Sylvan Anthem. In every card that Squirrel is bad. Yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, Thrasta? Uh, yeah. People are experimenting. Terminal. Pretty interesting. It is three to greed for a sorcery. Search your library for a basic clad. Put it onto the battlefield. The top for your library, and it has rebound. Sure. This card is good at Valakid decks. Yeah, Valakid decks sometimes would play Explosive Vegetation. This is pretty much a strict upgrade over it. Yeah, obviously yeah. it gets fucked by Deferi, but having lands come into play untapped is sweet. Yep. I mean, yeah. This card sets up for, like, like pretty fast kills. Yeah, definitely. Alright, um, yeah. Thrasta is... Pretty interesting. I don't know how good it's gonna be. Uh, do you, do you have to cast a Shut lot up, of Will. Spells? Thrasta is ten green green for a seven seven legendary dinosaur. It costs three less for each other spell this turn. It has trample, haste, 
it tramples over planeswalkers, which means this creature can deal excess combat damage to the controller of the planeswalker it's attacking. And it has hexproof as long as it entered the battlefield this turn. Now you may go. I lost my train of thought. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Pe- like, people want to bleed playing this card in, like, Burning Tree Emissary, Metamorphose, it- Hidden Herbalist decks. But. Yeah, it's definitely great in those decks. Like, obviously, it's great in those decks, but those decks just don't do anything. Yeah, those yeah. decks, like, you're already trying to high roll, and, like, you have to have, like, th- what what is it, three to be reasonable to cast? You have to have three Burning Tree effects? Yeah. You like, casting this on turn three is just two. bad. I want to cast this on turn two for it to be playable, and you need, like, four spells. Manamorphose, two Herbalists, and a Bubble. Yeah, or a Burning uh, Tree. And yeah. then all you're doing is attacking for seven. The, the closest this comes is to playable is a competitive EDH. It goes infinite by itself with food chain. Yeah. Sweet. There are better ways to do it. But that's close as I see this card to be. Is there even a way to win in mono green after doing? Oh, just walking ballista. I don't even know why to ask. Cool. Uh, skip over timeless witness. Tireless. Uh, next card, do you want to? I don't want to talk about tireless. Yeah, never mind. Card is uh, so bad. Let's talk about verdant command because I think that card's actually really underrated. Yeah, sure. Oh, I think they got pretty good. Go ahead. Yeah, like like. On rate, it's just a two-mana omen. What does it do, Will? Uh, choose for t- one and a green. Instant. Choose two. Target player creates two tapped 1-1 one, one green squirrel tokens. Counter target loyalty ability of a planeswalker. Exile target card from a graveyard or gain three life. Wow. So most of the time, you're going to make two tokens and gain three, and it's kind of like a smaller timely reinforcements for one more mana. One less mana. But it also has additional effects in not being dead in your control mirror and exiling cards in graveyard in the main deck. Sweet. It's so like maybe some like Bant control deck or something could play this card. Yeah, no, I'm in. So squirrels, XD funny, lol. Haha, <laughs> squirrels. I get it. Enchantress's presence is a two to lead for the enchantment. Whenever you cast an enchantment, draw a card. Mmm, draw a card. You know? Yeah, we'll we'll need to test Enchantress to see if it's playable. Our suspicion is fri- fringe, but you know, probably not tier one. Yeah. It has it has some I don't good want to tools. Talk about you wanna talk about what? Quarian Ranger. Oh, Quarian Ranger. Oh. Uh, is a green for the elf ranger that is a one one. It has return of force to your hand, a tap target creature, you will be only once each turn. Yeah. This is one of the cards that makes Legacy Elves playable. It is one of the best cards, if not the best card in Popper. Like... Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, th- this card is going to make Elves a force, I think. Like, you don't have Priest of Titania, but you do have Elvish Archer. Like, I don't know if this is going to play Elves for this card. Like... I guess? Good bad like... Yeah, turn like turn one elf like, turn one elf, really, turn two like, archdruid. That you you just start going sicko mode. Yeah, I mean even just like imagine if you're playing like Heliod or like Ponza or something, and you go turn one off elf, turn two lad to play this. Uh, play, what? That, that doesn't make any sense, Michael. No, play your oh sorry yeah, 
play Utopia. You have the as well. same mana that turn and the same mana the turn after. Yeah. What? No. Yes, because you returned a land to your hand. Unless you already have the Arbor of Utopia's roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having Kuruin Ranger does mean you get to generate more mana with your uh, Arbor Elf turn. You're able to bring it up to five. Yeah. Which is sweet. It also just means that, like, you can keep one landers a lot. I don't know. The card is very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to be playing with this. Yeah. This card's going to probably replace Primetime in the What does Titania do, Will? Ania Protector of Argoth is a reprint, which all of you commander players should know. Green, green, three. Legendary creature, elemental. When Titania, Protector of Argoth, enters the battlefield, return target land card from a graveyard to the battlefield. When a land you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, create a 5-3 green elemental creature token. 5-3. Wow. This card's good. Yeah, it's good. It's great. I mean... I think Vincent was talking about a version of the deck that plays Urza Saga to grab Zuran Orbs. You just cast Titania and sack all your lands to make an army of 5-3s. Kind of bog. It's like, that's not totally yeah. unreasonable. It is awkward that this task might be able, I will say. In a format where I expect to see a lot of red decks. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when when it doesn't die to Lightning Bolt, you usually win the game that turn. Due to the amount of damage you can attack for and how nicely it interacts with um, the Valakut Flagstones um, Reclaimer package. Yeah. Yep. Okay, next up we have uh, Silver Golem. Yep, Silver Golem. <laughs> alright, 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 I got this, I got this, I got this. Alright. As Moran, wait, hold on. Hold on. Mm. <laughs> as more as as Morano Mardika diced at a cool car. You get dice. Yeah, I got most. I got most of it. We're good. So uh, we're gonna call this a big ass big ass name. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Don't say Silver Run Golem. That's a Hearthstone card. As Moran Mardik Adice. Nah, I give up. All right, we're going to call her a long-ass <laughs> name lady. Long-ass name lady. We're, we're calling her Silverware Golem. No, yeah. we are not. No one is calling her the Silverware Golem. Official, the official Saturday's pronunciation guide says it's Silverware Golem. No. It says okay. discard, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. It's Don't Silverware care. Golem. Okay, so, uh, as, as Moran and Madagard, good, bad, it doesn't have a mana cost. It's a legendary human wizard, 3-3. Three, three. It's black and red. As long as you've discarded a card this turn, you can pay black or red to cast a spell. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a card named the Underworld Cookbook. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. You can sack two foods to deal, have target creature deal six damage to itself. In order to understand this card in context, I'm going to read Underworld Cookbook as well, which is a artifact for one mana. It has tap, discard a card, create a food token, and you can pay four, tap, sacrifice it to return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. This card... Is going to enable madness on its own. Yep, this card's insane. Like, obviously, there are, there's the interaction with it in Street Wraith. You just play one mana three three and start beating down, and then you cast a cookbook, start making foods, deal with your opponent's board. It just this is just a one mana ar- army win the game. Yep, uh, it generates card advantage because uh, the Underworld Cookbook is definitely the 
best discard outlet that Modern has at this point. Faithless Looting is gone, but this card is just repeatable. You're able to discard Vengevines, Bloodgasts, uh, Oxes, whatever you want in Black, Red, yep. Green Madness decks. New card. Uh, Kitchen Imp, yep. Uh, yeah, there, there's maybe a version of the deck that even plays Feasting Troll King to, to abuse the foods that it's producing to make a 7-6. Yep. Uh, one interaction I want to talk about with I've... the Underworld Cookbook is um, if you play a Turmoil Cookbook, you can cycle a Street Wraith uh, and then discard a Call to the Netherworld to return the Street Wraith to your hand, cycle it again, and then cast a Hollow One or two or three for zero mana. Uh, you were saying something, Michael? No, I, I, I was I was actually going to pick that up. Sweet. Okay. All right. Next card we talk about is Dakin. I don't think this card is very good. Yeah, no. It's kind of hard to evaluate. But... Hold on, Will. I got this one. I'm not going to make you do it. It's for uh, Esper Colors, a zero loyalty planeswalker. It enters the battlefield with loyalty counters equal to the number of lands you control. It has plus one surveil two. Minus three exile target creature, and minus six you may put an artifact card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. Yeah, I keep forgetting we're trying to also do a podcast instead of just a video. Yeah. So yeah, so this card's like pretty hard to evaluate because like I don't think it's that good. So like for three mana you get a removal spell, but like Asper you can do that for one mana. And then, like, Surveilling 2 on a plus 1 is pretty bad. Yes. It's not quite drawing a card, and the minus 3 doesn't gain you any other sort of advantage like some other removal spells do. And then minus 6 does nothing. Yeah, it doesn't... The minus 6 doesn't do anything in the deck that you'd want the rest of the card to be in. Yeah. Which is really awkward. Mm-hmm. I just don't think this card is any better than... Uh, like Esper Charm, that's like kind of the slot it's yeah. taking. Yeah, Esper Charm's just so, better. The issue is to be a three mana planeswalker, you have to do a lot. You have to do more than a four mana planeswalker would do, yeah. which is like kind of weird. Yeah, just because like, of the way the curve works, you have to compete with all of the War of the Spark planeswalkers, and that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this card, is, like, this card isn't even really a three mana planeswalker. I don't want to be playing this until like turn four or five when I can like hold it open with a path or sorry, fatal push or counter spell. Yeah, so I guess the, the slot it actually be competing for is the Teferi Hero of Dominaria spot. And yeah, no. You know, it kind of does the same thing, recasting a three-mana Planeswalker in five, but yeah. then, like... But then no shot, It's you know? going down to two to enter... Like, it's just... You're so surveilling bad. two instead of drawing a card. It's so bad. Yep. I'm not in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not good right. for Dakin Slayer. Uh, Next card, uh, Ether Sworn Sphinx. This card is not. I don't. I don't. It costs way too much to see play in the Affinity deck. No, that card's not playable. Let's go to the next yeah. playable card, which is General Foyalcus. Well, we should talk about Garth like a little bit because he's. No, that cool. card is a playable. I mean, it's not playable, but he's cool. He makes black lotuses. Sure, Garth One Eye is for Wooberg, a legendary human wizard. Five five. Tap. Choose a card name that hasn't been chosen. Uh, from among Disenchant, Brain Geyser, Terror, Shivan Dragon, Regrowth, and Black Lotus. Create a copy of that card with the chosen name. You may cast the copy. You still pay the copy's cost. I, yeah. I, I'm sad that I'll never cast this card. Yeah, because this card's sweet. Card's sweet. Maybe I'll open it in like, one of the two seals I do, but... Yeah, no. Yeah, sweet and sealed. Yep. I mean, it, it's probably really good in sealed. Yeah, 
Oh, it's just game winning is sealed. All the cards. I was the general because the general. Okay, General Florikos Ludwig is one red white for legendary creature. Human. No, I'll just say Ferris. So Ferris, it is Ferris. Sorry. Yeah, I, I said it right. Uh, that is a three one. Whenever you cast the, it has hexproof for multicolored. Mono monocolored. Monocolored, sorry. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, you create a four four golem. Sweet. Yeah. Something so, something so manifold. There's a multicolored zoo deck. This and the dragon and yep. a couple other new cards got a, it got a lot of support. And it, yeah. I think it's going to be an incredibly powerful aggressive deck. Yeah. One of the decks we posted was a tribal esque deck where every card in the main deck that you are able to cascade into is uh, multicolored, aside from the wild nakatles. So uh, you are Wait. able to cascade bloodbraid elf into. Any of your other multicolored cards gain two four fours. If you get a metamorphose, you can cast another spell from your hand to get three four fours. This card is this just... card is like like an aggressive again, you're like an aggressive slash mid-range deck. But like this guy's like pretty good. This card's also probably good in humans. I I doubt it. There's not enough multicolored yeah. cards that are playable. I suspect people are gonna yeah. go down on numbers on meddling mage once you print uh sync and prelate. Maybe. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the just... humans also going to become like an imperial recruiter deck. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sure. I would be surprised if this all played. Yeah, humans. this this might be one of the, like the good sleeper cards in this set. This card is just so good. Yeah, it might create an archetype on its own in modern, which is like I mean, pretty surprising for a sh- shitty creature. If you look at it, it, so the only card that like people play right now that like actually kill it is red and six. And of course, it looks big, big embarrassing yeah. if your opponent has a Venom Six and player. Yeah, Dam isn't white, correct? What? Dam is not white. It is just black, correct? Yes. Yeah, just black. Okay, yeah. I mean, but it says destroy all creatures. It destroys this. Yeah, like it doesn't you, matter. You'd have to you have to like abrupt decay this or whatever. Yeah. But... Uh. So, but if you get like what? But I mean, it, it does die because it's just hexproof and not protection. It does die to like pyroclasm effects. Sure. Sure. But no one's playing this. Mm, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, so if you get one, even if you get one trigger and then they find a way to kill it, I don't care. I got a trigger. You off. made a 4-4. Four, four. Golems are traditionally 3-3s. Three, this is a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty... Also, Golems are pretty but... colorless. It's also red and white, which interacts nicely with Scion of the Draco in the deck we posted. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the it's golem. also red and white, which interacts good with being the two good aggressive golems. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, like the golem's red, white, not only the yeah. creature, so it's sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The cut might see play a nymph. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. One or like, two of pretty good three drop. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Alright, let's talk about the planeswalker because it's a planeswalker. I don't no. want to talk about the planeswalker. It's really unplayable. Yeah, um I wanna talk about uh, I, Goblin. I wanna talk about Goblin Arachnomancer. Oh so, what I wish about the planeswalker is I wish that it also gave you protection from the cards with corruption counters while it was on play. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty good then, because then it'd be like drain plus ice a creature or arrest a creature. Yeah, this, there's just way too much text well. in this card to read it. All right, so Goblin Anarchiomancer is for red green, a two two Goblin Shaman. Each spell you cast that's red or green costs one less to cast. Popper, right? Yeah, this goes probably goes into the scroll deck. Into the storm. Yeah. Yep. It's maybe not though. You have maybe, one. yeah, yeah. This card is good. 
Uh, I, I, th- I think I, I said something. I said something about fecundity earlier. This card's just good in the goblins fecundity deck. Yeah, the card's pretty good. Uh, nothing yeah. much to say about it. Yep. It, I, it's a little bit of, eh, you know. You know. All right. Uh, let's yeah. say Grist. Yeah, Grist. Uh, Grist is for one black green, a three three. Uh, sorry, a lo- planeswalker with three loyalty. Uh, as long as Grist is not on the battlefield, it's a one one insect in addition to its other types. Plus one, create a 1-1 one, one black green insect creature token, then mill a card. If an insect was milled this way, repeat this process and put a loyalty counter on it. Minus two, you may sack a creature. If you do, destroy target artif- cre- destroy target creature or planeswalker. In minus five, each opponent loses life equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Obviously, this so card's mo- cute with um, Green Sun Zenith, Quarter Calling, whatever, but that's not extremely relevant in modern. The only card that's relevant within in modern is Collected Company. And yeah. unearth. Yep. What I am excited for with this card is to see how Motor reacts with the Necrotic who's in it. Oh yeah, that goes. That's. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be sweet. Yeah, you just. Start I, to... I want to see some some sick Moto crashes. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, in all in all seriousness, I think this this card is like close to being playable and like Jund. Like, I've been pretty low on Lily for a while, and I think it is better than Liliana of the Veil. Sure. I'm not sure Because plusing, I... plusing, a Planeswalker that pluses to protect itself, especially on three mana, is really underrated. Because it's not something that happens very often. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest thing is he does say come down and immediately kill something, which is, like, a pretty nice thing about Lily. Yeah. No, I can sense. see it, see? Like, it is close to playable. I'm not convinced, though. It's mm-hmm. ultimate, also not doing anything. It's kind of upsetting. Yeah, I'm not into that. Overall, I don't think this card's going to have a large impact on modern, unless someone figures okay. out how to make this go infinite with something. Yeah, I already I mean, there's, there's nothing to make it go infinite. But okay. I, I think there could be, like, some fair Coco deck that pops up because of this card. And just plays this as a value shitter. Yeah. Yeah. Most Coco decks. The issue is most Coco decks want a Coco on your the opponent's turn. Yeah, that's yeah. That is an issue. For real. Uh, do you want to talk about Lunis or not really? No. Shit. I want to talk about Master of Death. No, like, let's talk about Master okay. of Death. Master of Death is for one blue black, a three one zombie wizard. When enters the battlefield, you surveil two. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Master of Death is in your graveyard, you may pay a life. If you do, return it to your hand. Squeeze. So the, the, the relevant parts about that card is it is blue and black and it has the second line of text. There's a vintage deck uh, that plays Squee, um, Goblin of Boob, and it gets to play this now in addition to it, which is which is just significantly better as it pitches to Force of Will, it pitches to Corruption, it pitches okay, to Contagion, and it pitches to Unmask. Uh, you, and, yeah, you mean Grief? No, um, eh. it, it probably will play both. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you just pitch Dredge and Vintage, you play Bazaar, you fill your graveyard, and then with cards like this and Squee, you get to dr- actually draw cards with Bazaar every turn mm-hmm. as you're dredging. This card does nothing in Modern, currently. Yeah. This card is only this relevant. This does nothing in any of them. Yeah, because we, do, because we don't have looting anymore, there's no way to generate real advantage with this. So, yeah. not in. 
Yeah. Moderation. Um, moderation. One blue white for an enchantment. You cannot cast more than one spell each turn. Whenever you cast a spell, draw a card. One, the flavor of this card is nice. It, it's like it's a good thing, but you can only have a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little monk in the background, like taking a shower. He's ask, please, sir, I may have another. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm in. This card's sweet. Doesn't do anything. I want this. I want to play this card and just play a deck of all counter spells in this. It's not good, but it seems sweet. Yeah, so what's interesting about this card is that it works on both your turn and your opponent's turn. So you want to be playing a mix of, like, sorcery speed removal and instant speed counter spells and stuff. Yeah. To keep cycling through your deck. Sure, that makes sense. Well, I could see it working. It's just that you're going to have a hard time justifying this card, especially in modern, where, like, Burn's game plan against control is already to make, like, a critical mass of burn spells, and that's really easy if your opponent can only cast one spell a turn. Mm-hmm. Just overload you on your end stuff. It works really well with all the pitch cards, too, because it, like, pees you back. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, the dragons are unplayable. Please follow lights uh, white-black for a 2-2 human warlock. It has tap sack. Return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate it only as a sorcery, and it has unearth three white black. You may return this card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste, exile at the beginning of the next end step, or if you would leave the battlefield. And you can only do that ability as a sorcery. Yeah, so we were talking a bit about the, the black-white reanimator deck uh, before, and this card is pretty decent. Like, obviously it's a reanimator thing that you can't use until turn three. But it does have the nice play pattern of, like, turn two, cast Priest, turn three, cast uh, Unmarked Grave, and then reanimate the card that you just grabbed. Yeah, it, it's really awkward to me that I'm trying to play a reanimated deck and my opponent can Lightning Bolt. Yeah. No push. Like, uh, we, we do have Persist, but this is the only other, like, playable uh, two-mana reanimator spell that we have access to yeah. in Modern. So, you take what you can get. Yeah, the un- the unearth feature is nice though. It's like kind of like a burial. I do want to talk about Rakdos Headliner a lot. Rakdos Headliner is for black red, a three three devil with haste, and it has Echo of discard a card. Echo is for those you don't know, those of you who don't know. Beginning of your upkeep, if this came under your controls at the beginning, since the beginning of your last upkeep, sacrifice it unless you pay its Echo cost. Echo is normally a downside, but with Rakdos Headliner, it's usually going to be an upside. Uh, in the Madness deck we posted, uh, we did not include Rakdos Headliner. That was a more aggro version. We were working a bit on a more aggro slash mid-range version that didn't play Hollow One. It uh, didn't play Vengevine. It just played more Madness-based cards like Fiery Temper and Call to Netherworld. So this card would fit pretty well in there. Um it's an aggressively statted creature, so you just play it on two and attack. Uh, you can, in your upkeep, discard a Kitchen Imp to attack for five. It does some really sweet things. I'm excited to play with this card in maybe not the most playable of Madness decks, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. Artwork kind of sweet, too. Like, impossibly large jaw. Yep. I like it. That's why I'm here. Yeah. 
Do you want to talk about Ravenous Squirrel? Okay. No. Okay. I want to talk about Road to Ruin. Road to Ruin. Sure. Uh, Road to Ruin is a spl- aftermath split card. So Road is two and a green in an instant. Search your library for a basic land card. Put on the battlefield tapped and shuffle. Ruin is for one red red sorcery with aftermath. Uh, Ruin deals damage. Target creature equal to the number of lands you control. Why do you think this card's good, Michael? I'm not saying the card's good. I'm saying the card is like potential, like has some. It's like sort sort of interesting. I think having an instant speed rapid growth is like pretty powerful. Oh, I just skipped over the instant part when I first looked at it. Yeah, that's not bad. Like it has application in the Titan decks, definitely. Like I, I'm not, I'm not claiming this card is the truth. I'm not claiming this card is busted, but. Hmm. It's kind of potential, like an instant speed rapid growth for one more mana that has that like video in the game can kill something. Like, yeah, sadly, it can't hit planeswalkers like Ashiok, but yeah, it's flexible, it's mm-hmm. like solid. Yeah, this card's good. Uh, let's talk about Scythus Harvest Hand. Scythus is uh, for green, white, a one two legendary enchantment nymph. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, uh, you gain one life and draw a card. A two mana enchantress in modern. It's not Argothian enchantress, but it's still pretty effective. Yeah. Like it's an enchantment itself enchantress as well. Deck, yeah. If the enchantress deck is good, should I play this card? Yeah. My biggest concern with the enchantress deck is enchantress is really based off of. Algothian Enchantress and not being able this to die. Algothian Enchantress. Mm-hmm. The fact that it dies. Yeah, that's that's an like, issue. That's an issue. And the, the, there's also the issue of you can can only have one in play. Yeah, it is legendary, which is annoying. But it's still going to be an important piece well, that you're going to play four yeah. of, and you're going to be happy with it. I think. I mean, I'm gonna if the deck it's gonna be like begrudgingly fine in the deck. I don't know. I'm not. It's gonna be a four, but I'm not gonna be happy about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I like. I think you're gonna you're gonna cast it and be like, God, why isn't this not, why is this not Argothian Enchantress? But you're still gonna cast it and be like, Ooh, draw a card. Ooh, draw a card. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be drawing two cards. Mm, uh, true. Terminal Sam, Agony. Are you? Please no. Mm, terminal Agony. I don't, I, I, I don't think I, I, I do want to I do want to talk about it uh, Terminal Agony is for two black red sorcery to start target creature with madness of black red I don't think this card's good in the madness deck that being said I don't know I'm ma- removals condition like this isn't this is kind of unconditional removal but it's conditional in the fact that in order to make it cost cheap you have to have an underworld cookbook in play there are no good discard yeah. outlets in modern besides the Underworld Cookbook. So if you do not have that card, you are not casting this card for an efficient cost. Hear me out. What if we just play Terminate if you want an unconditional removal spell? Yeah, you know. Cool. Next, Territorial Kavu is red-green for creature Kavu that's power and tough to see secrets in number of basic land types among lands in control. When it attacks, you can choose one discard a card if you do draw a card or excel up for one card in a graveyard. 
We Zoo. This card's good. This card's great. Like, so it'll be a two mana five five a lot of the time. It, yeah. Well, typically it's gonna be a two mana four four that becomes a two mana five five on the next turn when it attacks. Yeah. Uh that's normally bigger than Tarko. Tarkoli's baseline, like you put it in your deck expecting it to be a four five. Yes. In the early game you expect it to be a three four. Yeah, this card just, like, as it attacks, it becomes a 5-5 five, five that, like, rummages or yeah, does another cute thing that's irrelevant. Triumphs are really fucking good with Doreen. I yeah. don't know if you knew this. They I have three basic hand types. I did, I did know that. I don't... <laughs> uh, the version we posted has one Triumph. Uh, it might be possible that we want two in this deck. It might be possible that we want zero. I would, uh, be, I I would be surprised if it's zero. The... This card is just yeah. so efficient at two mana. Uh, it, you would be foolish to not put a Triumph in your deck. Like, the, like even if there's not like a big, like a you could, I can see a more aggressive one with like four wild knackles, four of those, four tribal flames. Just well, I mean, the list I posted had all twelve of those cards. Yeah, but like, but like Kurt like, Apes oh, and well, shit. Well, like Kurt Apes, like a, a zoo deck. You wouldn't play Kurt Apes because that card sucks. You play Goblin Guide or. Whatever. Or and Ragavan, yeah, but like you know, yeah, I, I understand. Uh, yeah, there's not much more to say. Um, yeah, Do we want to talk about this card? What, it doesn't uh, do anything. Shut up, Sam. Okay. Uh, it's flying for two three. Uh, it's a legendary creature three. When it attacks, choose a number between one and five and flip that many coins. For each flip you win, draw a card. For each flip, you lose deal two damage. Then, if you won five flips this way, you may cast uh, spells from your hand this turn without paying the mana cost. So, yeah, you leave this card and it's like, yeah, this card's shit. Why would I ever play this card? Crocs Thumb XD LOL. Uh-huh. And you realize it's a, uh, it's a two three fire for three. That, like, if you name, let's say four, you're going to draw two cards a turn and take four. Yeah. It's like not a bad way. I can, this card is like theoretically playable in Legacy Delver. After like in a little bit, like if a format slows down and Ragavan gets banned or something. It after does... Ragavan gets banned. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, of course. But this card is like not bad. Yeah. No. Like, like it's it's like a three mana Dreadhorde Arcanist. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah. It's a bit inefficient. There are a lot of those in Legacy, though. Yeah. There are a lot this of three mana the... cards that draw an extra card. No, I, I think there are better ones. They're just, like, this is a, like, being a... Being you know, a I think it's just worse than the whale. You cannot play four whales, Will. You're aware of this, right? Why not? Because it has I no... Th- I'm not saying this is a four. I'm saying this is, like, a one or a two of, but I can see this slotting in. Yes. Sure. Alright, let's talk about uh, Fire Ice. Right. Fire yeah. it, Fire Ice is a split card. It has fire of one and a red instant. Deal two damage uh, divided as you choose among any tar- two targets. Uh, one or two targets. And Ice is one and a blue instant. Tap target permanent. Draw a card. So, finally. This card was good, and then Wizards decided to power creep the fuck out of this card, and they printed Isn't Charm. No, 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 no. You're missing the point of this card. The point of this card is for living and style decks. Yes. 
Is it technically is in your deck is a CMC yeah, of four. Yeah, it's it's you it's, can play early removal in your Cascade Living End deck, which is insane. Very good. Yes, I agree. This is a great addition to modern. Finally, uh, let's skip yep. Miari's Wake because it's unplayable. Uh, uh, I was going to keep playing real quick because that's a mythic. What? Yeah, nice little thirty cent mythic in our Modern Horizons deck. Yeah, whatever. Is that Charlotte's agent? Charlotte's mm, agent is for one blue green, a two two artifact creature, human rogue with cascade, broken. Yeah. Yeah, so what people are trying with this card at first is uh, a pile with, like, See the Truth in various colors, where basically if you cascade into See the Truth, you just draw three. It's a three-mana 2-2 two, two, draw three. And I think that idea is good, but, like, it's also just good, because, like, a lot of two-drops, when they also come with a one with a 2-2, two, two, are just good on rate for three in modern. Yeah. That's completely reasonable. Yeah, this card is uh, going to do a ton... <laughs> You yeah, know, this card's cascade. been played in a wide variety of decks. The cascade card for living. Yes. So you have like more options or one. Yeah, it's also a cascade card for living end that gets around deafening silence. Ooh, true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. All right, uh, Sterling Grove. Sterling Grove is for green, white, and enchantment. Real quick, it's like the best cascade card in the sense that it actually does something when you play it. So yeah. Yes. Like, if you cash out this agent to hit a living end to, like, map the board and get, like, back literally just a street race, you're, like, kind of happy, right? Sure. I would. Sure. You also get a 2 2. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Sterling Grove. Green, white, enchantment. Other enchantments you control have Shroud. Pay one, sacrifice Sh Sterling Grove. Search your library for an enchantment card, reveal it, shuffle it, and put it on top of your library. Yet again, so this, this, another, card is... uh, this is another card that no, removes the word library, so you just put it on top. <laughs> yeah, are... so this is part of the, the lock in Enchantress, where you basically get two Enchantresses, Solitary Confinement, and Sterling Grove. Yeah. The, the only question is if it's going to be fast enough in Modern, because Modern is really fast. Mm -hmm. And the mana is okay, not as good, because you... you don't have Sarah's Sanctum. Yeah, I, this also, is, is going to be a key piece. We, we, while you were gone, Will, we talked about how uh, the enchant the mana enchantress is legendary, which is really awkward and can die to removal. Yeah, it is awkward. Yep. And you still play four of it, obviously, because it is a two mana yep. enchantress, and it's the only one in modern. Yes. Um, yep. Vindicate, it's good in the Niv deck. Yeah. I was playing a little. I was playing a little bit of Moto today, and my opponent was on the play. They went turn one. Uh, Utopia Sprawl, I went to one island, then they cast a fucking Vindicate, and I felt real bad. It was sweet. Yeah, that, this card's absurd in Niv, 100%. Yeah, I like it. To be fair, I won that game by force, but still. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're playing for Esper Charm in your deck. All right. I don't think this goes in Esper, um, purely because it's a sorcery, but definitely okay, in the Poobier. It's not playable. Yeah, this, but this in, in the Poobier decks, it's insane. Yes. This card is good in deck with map. Yeah, is, I think the big thing. Mm-hmm. Because right. with decks with ramp, you get to like start your opponent sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yep. It's it's a terminate that you get to like actually randomly bias your opponent with. Yeah, that's pretty yep. impactful. Uh, all right, artifacts. Academy manufacturer, three mana, one three artifact creature assembly worker. If you'd create a food clue 
or treasure token, create one of each instead. Will, would you like to talk about this card? Yeah, so I'm working on, you know, Fair Urza, you know, Goose, Tireless Tracker, Urza, maybe the new red card that makes a treasure. Ragavan? Like, no, the other one, the Sorcery. Oh, would you play Ragavan? Probably. Sweet. But, like, the deck doesn't really want to play too much removal, so it's hard to hit with it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it there's just, like, a lot of cards that go into the deck, and it's going to be hard to tune it down. Why is it good? Uh, it's good because you make lots of tokens for Urza. Mm, Urza is really good at using lots of, like, normally bad artifacts and just winning you the game on the spot. Is there a playable infinite? Uh, no, your infinite is spinning Urza twice, and your opponent concedes. Would you not consider, um, what's it called? Uh, so, what was what was the screenshot? Caleb McVeigh posted a dumb screenshot about Academy Manufacturer going infinite with, like, Cold and Familiar, Witches Oven, and Clock of Omens. Yeah. Clock oh, of- yeah, I mean, it, it's a dumb infinite, but, yeah. like... Clock of Omens is, it, like, consider as a consideration for the Urza sword deck, because it goes infinite with Thopter Sword, right? Yeah, thought, uh, Clock of Omens, Thopter Sword, was a deck that existed, like, a week before Urza got spoiled. Yes. And it's definitely interesting, because you can war for it, so you can war for all of your pieces, except for the Cauldron Familiar. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see if that ends up in the final build of the deck. Yep, I doubt it will. But... Definitely something I'm going to tinker on, yep. for sure. Uh, blah, 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 Brainstone? Nope. Okay, uh, Dermotaxi? I think, I, think, I think everyone putting Brainstone into their Wars decks is insane. Yeah. Don't do it. Just just, just play Star. Yeah. Uh, Dermotaxi? I don't think this card's uh, good. I don't think it's good. You, two untapped creatures is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, d- so the issue is that you need to be playing a deck with a creature you want to cheat, right? Yeah, let's read the card, because it's kind of complicated. Dermotaxi is a two-mana artifact vehicle. Uh, has imprint as Dermotaxi enters the battlefield. Exile a creature card from a graveyard. Tap two untapped creatures you control. Until end of turn, Dermotaxi becomes a copy of the exiled card, except it's a vehicle in addition to its other types. It doesn't have a crew cost, but it's crew, but it, you, you kind of crew it by tapping two untapped creatures, and it becomes the creature it imprinted before. Yeah, this card is really hard to so evaluate the, because you, there's just not like a reanimator deck that also puts small shitters into play. Yes. Yeah, the, the best part about this card by a wide margin is it's called a Dermotaxi. Which is just like a pun, and it's like... Mm. It's sweet, yeah. I'll give you that. Yo, know, so it's kind of dope. It's like a like, woolly mammoth with like wheels put on it and some people riding it. Oh, yeah. Sicko mode. They Crocodile, are, in fact, going sicko mode. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Diamond Lion? I kind of don't. No. Yeah, okay. I want to about it. I want to talk about Cauldron Complete. Okay. Uh, so, Cauldron Complete... Uh, I don't think it's called complete. I think it's called p- complete. Complete. I don't it's definitely not complete. Cauldra complete is seven mana art- legendary equipment. No, no, no. It was sad. It was they literally just made a typo. The card. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Mm, why is it not a typo on the right underneath the card? Wait. <laughs> Oh. Wait, do I not know how to spell complete? Wait. Wait, now I'm confused. No, co- no, I'm looking it up. Complete, 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 uh, spelled P-L-E-A-T, is a, uh, 
uh, archaic spelling of complete. Yeah. So it, it's definitely correct. All right, anyway, Cauldric Complete is a 7-mana legendary equipment with living weapon and indestructible. Equipped creature gets plus 5, plus 5, and has first strike, trample, indestructible, haste. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a creature, exile that creature. Equip 7. Yeah, so this card is only interesting because of Stoneforge Mystic, and I think largely Batter Skull is just better. Yes, it, Lifelink is why Batterskull matters in a lot of the creature yeah. matchups. Batterskull has both Lifelink and Vigilance, which just like actually invalidates most aggressive strategies. Yeah, this card like you, it card doesn't do anything. Yeah. It, it blocks, but yeah. that's it. Yeah, I I don't expect to see this card in modern at all, or anything, really. Yeah, like it'll be good in Commander. It'll definitely be a sweet Commander card. Pick it up, etc. Yep. Uh, Liquid Metal Torque is a two-mana artifact. It has tapped at colorless, and tap target non-land permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types until end of turn. Uh, there was a Karn Ponza deck that used Karn plus Liquid Metal Coating to kill your opponent's lands, and then sometimes it uh, played cards like Ancient Grudge, a Braid in the main deck to kill any other non-lands that you would use liquid metal coating to turn into liquid metal torque can't hit lands obviously but you can use the theory of ancient grudge and a braid to kill any other per- prob- problematic permanent that your opponent might have and it's a ramp card so it's like fine main deck and a ramp deck yep is that it, it? might be french french play yeah, yeah. Uh, next card. We're skipping. Uh, Nettle Cyst might be interesting. I don't think well, so. No, I'm not in. Okay. Scion of Draco. Scion of yep. Draco is a 12 mana 4 4 artifact dragon. It has domain of this spell cost 2 less for each basic land type among lands you control. It has flying. It also says each creature you control has vigilance if it's white, hexproof if it's blue, lifelink if it's black. First Strike if it's red, and Trample if it's green. The list we posted has four Cyanodraco in it, because Cyanodraco is broken. Yep. It is a... So like, uh, you can cast it on turn two if you get a Triome. Yep. But a lot of the time, you'll just cast it on... Or in, in the deck, uh, the Cascade deck, you intentionally play very little one-drops, only the Nicotle, in order to justify getting a Triome on turn one in order to yeah. cast this. It also makes your Cascade cards better. Uh, you you typically want to be playing this card uh, not on turn two, but a bit later, so you're able to get the combat bonus on the turn you attack with your creatures. But it's still a fine turn two play, like a four mana, f- a four four, a two mana four four flyer that does things if it sticks around is pretty decent. Yeah, it also does not get pushed. It sure doesn't. All right, uh, next card is so- Sojourner's Companion. 7 mana 4-4. Four, four. Artifact Creature Salamander. Affinity for Artifacts. Artifact Land Cycling 2. Mirror Enforcer yeah. 5 Mirror Enfor- five, five, 8 That's it. That's the whole yeah. card. Uh, Popper so- Affinity. Bog. Yep. Yeah, Popper Affinity. Yeah. Uh, Artifact Land Cycling not element at all. Nope. Yeah, it power corrupts Mirror Enforcer because it's Salamander. Salamander. It, it does look Pog. I'm in. 
All right, Soul Talisman, biggest slap in the face Wizards ever made. Next. Yeah, uh, it has Suspend, so it's unplayable. All right, let's yeah. move on. Uh, uh, Sword of Hearth and Home. Uh, I don't fucking know what this card does. Oh, this card's unplayable. Let's skip it. Uh, Underworld Cookbook. Yeah. We yeah. already talked about it. Uh, yep. Vitek's Glove is the worst card in the set. Pretty close. All right, Void Mirror. Yeah. Void Mirror is a two-mana artifact. Whenever a player casts a spell, if no color mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. Yeah, so it's good against all the pitch cards, and it's good against Etron and regular Tron. Yeah. I don't think the card's good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. They, they, they printed a lot of like per- land destruction in this set, notably the black card and the dread maw. For red, that like I don't think this card goes in very many decks as Etron hit. Yeah, no. Void Mirror is not a card you're gonna be seeing a lot of. It's like and like at Legacy, I think it just was the Novod. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Alright, Michael, you wanna talk about Zabaz? What card? Zabaz the, the Glimmer Wasp. It's a one mana legendary artifact creature with oh. an insect, modular one. If a modular triggered ability would put a count one or more counters on a creature you control put that many plus one counters on it instead red destroy target artifact you control white uh zabob gains flying until end of turn so this card is a strictly better arc worker which is not saying much as that arc worker is a dog shit magic card true do you think it's weird that a wasp doesn't have flying Oh, wait, you pay to give it flying. Never mind. Yeah. so bad. Well, no, because it's an artifact. You have to, like, like charge it up. Like, you have to, like... Oh, okay. I hate yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. They, they okay. Um, anyways, so this card... It's, like, fine. It, it probably adds exactly one extra counter when you're going for a combo kill in scales, which is just not enough. Yeah. Sure. Like, it's interesting, and then it's, like an arc band worker and like if you splash red it kind of also acts as a sack outlet sometimes when you need one yeah but like well, that's really, it like... yeah you also you also really want free sack outlets and scales especially mm-hmm. yeah like i see this i i think it's more interesting as a one one that like gives you an extra counter and uh lets you um Uh, um, like it kind of had a combo payoff if you have 20 artifacts or 20 counters like sure. you get self flying yeah that's reasonable I, I think the flying is more interesting than the other one today sure I think I agree All right. yeah there's also a, a green white uh, horizon canopy land it's not a green red one yes all right. All right, let's talk about Curse Totem, because this is the best hate card in the set, by far. Yeah, this card Curse, is Curse Totem is a two-mana artifact. Activated abilities of creatures cannot be activated. Fuck Heliod. Fuck Heliod, fuck Scales. Yep. Uh, is that it? I don't know. Like, it just, like, be- beats a lot of other creature decks, just randomly. It's yeah, like a card you... you're going to have in your sideboard randomly, and it's just going to be great at some points, and do nothing at other points in the metagame. Yep. But it's not a card you're going to be, like, upset to have. 
It's a great yeah, reprint. Something you have to remember when you're building your sideboards for sure. Yeah, like it, it, it gets don't get Skyclave Apparition, but Curse Totem plus Topor Orb is basically game over for any creature based value deck. Yep, just zero percent. All right, next uh, our rolls disc. I don't want to talk about disc. Doesn't do anything. We already have Oblivion Stone. I mean, so th- this one doesn't destroy Planeswalkers. Sure, but it doesn't come into play bonus. untapped, which is uh, yeah. bad for Tron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zorn Orb. Zorn Orb. Mana yeah. Artifact. Sacrifice a land. Gain two life. We talked about this a bit with Titania and how that combo goes infinite. Not infinite, but basically kills your opponent. Uh, this and It's also infer- interesting in Lantern. Yes, Lantern. Uh, we haven't talked about Lantern because we haven't got to the Urza Saga yet, but... Lantern is Pog. You just grab this off a of Saga, and you just gain some in- incidental life. It's not the worst card in the yep. world. It basically buys yeah. you time until you can find your... Uh... Bridge. Card's yeah. good with Crucible of Worlds plus Fast Bond. It is, in yeah. fact, good with Crucible of Worlds and Fast Bond. How did you know? Right. Pog. I wonder if anyone's ever done that before. Wow. All right, land cards. Arid Mesa. Arid Mesa is a... I'm not going to do that. <laughs> all right. So uh, artifact lands are commons, which is very important. Yeah, artifact lands are the cycle of tap lands, standard tap lands, but they are artifacts and in- indestructible. Sweet. Yeah, and they don't have uh, the uh, land types, which is important to note, which means they're not actually modern playable, but they're going to be very good in popper. Yes. So... The, the biggest thing about these for Affinity is they're indestructible. Mm-hmm. A really big issue with Affinity is people play the card Gorilla Shaman from time to time. Yep. And I don't know if you've ever had, like, multiple lands blown up by a Gorilla Shaman, but you kind of just lose. I have. Or, like, and it makes you want to stop playing Popper. Like, you know, a lot of Popper gameplay. Yes. <laughs> or you're like, mono green shitters, and they go turn one creature. You, uh, you go turn one land, they go turn two, one creature, you go turn two, like, prophetic fism, and they go, like, play, like, cast lethal sabotage with, like, kicker. Yeah. Kind of just that. Like, and plays like that happen a lot with Affinity, which is kind of how it loses a lot of its games, because the deck is, like, kind of class canony. Mm-hmm. These fix that. Yeah, that's yeah, another way Affinity it. loses a lot of its games is it has two really shitty mana. Yep, yeah. this also makes sense. Yep. These cards are, like, uh, the tools Affinity got this set in a second Mew Enforcer, and then these is, is like, I, I cannot under, like, overstate how big of an upgrade Affinity is. Yeah, Popper, set. like, the power level of Popper went insane in the set between the Storm card and the new Affinity card. Yeah. Yeah. Popper's gonna be oh, a bit before weird. I say anything else, Affinity's gonna be unplayable for a couple months. Why? Yeah, until because... they ban Shitterstorm. Oh, um, Affinity does not have any way to interact with a uh, like thirty squirrels on turn two. So sweet. Yeah, fuck squirrels. All right, let's talk about Power Depot briefly. This card is just worse than um, whatever the card the. Uh... Yeah. So yeah, Power Depot is a artifact land. ETB's tap taps were colorless. Oh yeah. Can tap for any color mana to cast artifacts and has much of a one. Uh, this card is worse than uh, Yavamaya Reborn. 
You mean Lana, Lana Reborn? Reborn? Yeah. Yeah, Lana Reborn. Sorry. Yeah, both of us couldn't remember the name. It is not great. You have to sack yeah. the artifact land in order for it to do anything. So, like, you Next. have to have an Arc in play. Next card Urza is... Saga. Urza Saga. It is a land enchantment saga. So, when it enters the battlefield, oh, you add a Urza little character saga. to it. It's Urza's Saga. Urza's is a card type. Oh, it is, an, it is a card type Urza's Saga. You're so right, because it's an Urza land. Yeah, it's the first card ever to have the same name and card type. I'm pretty sure Uncle Isvan already takes that, dude. Uh, yeah, get no, I'm pretty sure Mountain takes that. And no, takes mountain, that. mountain is basic Mountain. You idiot. And this is enchantment land, retard. Yeah. Oh, fuck, you're right. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're first real card, it's not a basic land. Yeah. Okay, fuck. so, Urza's Saga is for... It's a, uh, it's a land, so you just put it into play. Uh, you put a lore counter on it. Uh, first chapter is Urza Saga gains tap, add colorless. Second chapter is Urza Saga gains two tap, create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. The third mode is search your library for an artifact card with mana cost zero or one, put into the battlefield, then shuffle. There's a lot to talk about with this card. Do I want to talk about it by format? Uh, sure. We'll start with Modern. Uh, in Modern, this card goes good in the Urza decks and Lantern. Uh, the... I don't actually know if it's that good in the Urza you decks. Missed, I think the deck is the best in Chief. Oh, Gales. Amulet. And Amulet. Yeah, having a land that grabs Amulet of Vigor is Yeah, you put good. your Amulet into play on Counterable, which is... This deck... Amulet now has like a pretty easy kill of like playing turn one or the saga and then like that turn or the next turn playing amulet and then turn three you just get a second amulet and like Tain and plus bounce land is a kill. Correct. Yep. It's gonna be pretty powerful. This it's scary in amulet. Obviously in lantern it's great because you just grab any fucking piece you want. Uh, including any yeah. of the, the like zero mana tutor pieces that work well uh, with whatever you're playing against, like Xeranorb, Welding Jar, Pith and Needle, Grave, Grave Hate, whatever. Uh, and the second mode is is good against uh, control right now. There are no Field of Ruins in the format because the main control deck is Esper Control. And um, Lantern Control traditionally has a hard time against control, especially once Archmage Charm gets printed into the format. But having a land that your opponent can't interact with that makes two pretty large beaters is going to be uh, a little difficult for control post-board. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited f to have this card in Lantern to hopefully shore up the inconsistency of the deck right now. You want to talk about it in Legacy? Legacy? I think the card has, like, she's playing, like, a few decks. The most manga is the, like, Colored Echoes deck I've been playing a lot of. Uh, it is pretty, it's pretty good in, like, it hits a lot. Uh, like, so, it means your deck doesn't just die to Moblet as much, because you could just make a couple shitters. It means you, like, so the, you play on one, you play, like, a key on turn two, you can pretty easily activate it, make a shitter, turn three, trigger on the stack, make a shitter, get an LED, 
that like you could cast echoes like yep. you, like you don't lose that much by cutting uh, the uh fuck lotus dale yes. no crystal vein crystal vein crystal vein sucks anyway mm-hmm. so you don't lose that much and the the past that i think it's good in like uh like the steel stompy decks that people played mm-hmm. i could see it like slotting into a lot of like random decks Yes. Being able to make two uncountable creatures is yeah. pretty big. Yeah. One thing I do want to mention in Legacy, uh, interaction of Urza Saga with Wasteland. Uh, because the lore counter ability is a trigger that is placed on the stack, your opponent can Wasteland your land in response to the trigger, and you are not able to tap Urza Saga for mana. That is true. Yeah. That is something you do need to worry about but thankfully it's not like a trick that'll happen unless your opponent wants to waste a crop rot doing it yeah and then the decks that tend to play as a saga are normally like semi-weak mm-hmm. do yeah so they're the type of decks where you're not playing any basics anyway so all of your opponent's wastelands are going to hit their graveyard as soon as they put them into play so you're, that, that interaction is almost never going to come up. Yeah. All right. I think we're good with Urza Saga. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the last part is Yavamaya, right? Well, yeah. Not the, not the last one. But yeah, Yavamaya, uh, Cradle of the Growth, is a legendary land. It says each land is a forest addition to other types. We got the second Urborg. And the last Urborg. Is this going to be the last Urborg? Yeah, they're never printing a red one or a blue one or a white one. Um, although it's not in my, I could see a white one. Yeah, uh, there is a boil for white for planes in the format. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It seems sus. Sure, there are ways to go sicko mode with that, but. Yeah, I, I think they would. I it's I, possible. I think... Yeah, it's not likely, but yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think this card is actually that interesting. It's relevant in um, actually like vintage, like uh the Hola one deck because it it makes your bizarre tap for green to pump your Ruwala in fringe situations. Yeah, like might be played as a one. I, I think that's just. I don't think that's relevant. It's just... Worse oh, wait, no, ever. no. In Legacy and Vintage, you have the... Uh... Cradle. No. The other one. Urborg? No. The the one that in your Riftstone. Oh. Yeah, yeah, when it's in your graveyard. Hollow will. Like, Hogak and Hollow just pick just like that as Cradle. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, it is good in um, depths. That's the big, the big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Except it doesn't work with Sex Mage. Yeah. What what are the, my main issues with Yavamaya? Like Airborne is better. It doesn't Yavamaya doesn't really do anything except in the like the the smallpox um piles with flagstones. The interaction of Urborg and Flagstones and Pox is just really good. And Yavamaya doesn't yeah, allow you Yavimaya to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any green decks that play colorless lands that you wish they were green as well. 
Like, yeah, like, and there's not really any cards that care about forests. Like, there are cards that care about swamps. Not, not that I can think of off the top of my head, no. Yeah. Alright, let's move on to the second to last card, Mistress Factory. Uh, Mistress Factory is a land attached for colorless. You can pay one. Mistress Factory becomes a 2-2 assembly worker artifact creature until the end of turn. It's still a land. Tap, target assembly worker creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Conditionally better mutavolt. So, it gets that don't care about creature types. This is the mutavolt that blocks his at 3 Yes. Yep. It's pretty decent. It's like a marginal upgrade. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about this card because Mutavolt isn't really playable in modern. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if Affinity ever comes back in any way if they play Mistress Factory. Yeah. That's like pretty yeah, if, if, like, if DNT comes back after like Sanctum Prelate gets printed, maybe. I mean, Sanctum, I think DNT is just be worse than humans. Yeah, I can see this card slotting into uh, Etron as like a one or two of as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty significantly better than Mutavolt in those decks that it might warrant an inclusion. Yes. Like, being able to block Goblin Guide is a pretty big game. And then there used to be a Colorless Odrazi deck in Modern. That was back when you had Spirit Guide. Yep. Yeah. Spirit Guide was what made that deck interesting over Etron. Now there's just no reason to play it. Yes, that is correct. Alright, last card in the set that we're going to talk about is Sanctum Prelate. Sanctum Prelate is for one white white, a 2-2 human cleric. When it enters the battlefield, choose a card number. Non-creature spells with manic value equal to the chosen number can't be cast. This is the buy a box promo for the set, so you will not be able to get this in a box. You will get it with a box, though. This card is one of the more powerful cards in white. It's going to be very good in humans. Uh, you just put it on one, and it allows your metaling mages to name... Uh, all of the two or three mana cards that will give you issues. This card is... Damn. Damn. Yeah, just name Damn with Meddling Mage and then one on Prelate. And your opponents can really never deal with your creatures again. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, like, cut the to make it up and stuff. Yeah. If you, if you can survive against Prowess with a Prelate, you just, like, put it on one and your opponent can't win. It's not like they yeah. ca- it counters the spells. You just can't cast them. No Prowess triggers allowed. It's yeah, your opponent has to find a Searing Blaze. Like, Meddling Mage on, on Searing Blaze and Sanctifula, it's basically just a locked against Burn. Mm-hmm. Humans. Yeah, Sanctifula, it's really good. I'm excited. Yep. Alright, I think that's it. Yeah. How do we feel about Modern going forward with this set? Uh, I think this set's actually really good for Modern. I think it added a lot of support to, like tier 2 archetypes, and it did not push any tier 1 archetype over the top. The only thing that I'm worried about, like, the deck that I'm worried the most about is Bubble Hulk. If Bubble Hulk's just insane, then I think Wizard's fucked up, but if it's just, like, a good combo deck, then I'm really happy with this set. Yeah, we don't get good combo decks anymore. Not allowed. But Yeah, it's actually not allowed in Modern, which makes me sad, but... Mm-hmm. Any any time when Lantern becomes a tier 2 deck, ma- Magic's in a good place. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Well, oh, the the one thing I don't like from the set that I'm really unhappy about is um oh that the red pitch card doesn't have flash. Oh, okay. The mean the thing we mentioned uh, infinite amount of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually disagree with Bill Smith there. 
I think the thing I'm the most unhappy about is that any of the bench cards have flash. Except for the counter spell, yeah. Mm, okay. Obviously, the counter spell should have flash. <laughs> I, I think that card shouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that that card exists. I, I, I've talked about this before, but modern should not be a format with free zero amount of instants. It, it felt like I feel like that's the biggest dividing line between modern and legacy is. Yeah, I agree. That legacy is defined by zero matter interaction and whatnot, and modern's about doing stuff on your own turn. Yeah, and yeah. Like modern, I I think what Wizards has screwed up is that they're making it too much like legacy. Like before, like 2019, 2018 modern, like you were doing very powerful zero mana things on your turn. We couldn't do them on your opponent's turn. And now mm-hmm. it's just the complete reverse. Or like on your turn, the best you can do is like play a couple of shaders and attack. Yeah. They printed like, how many free spells in the set? Eight? A lot. Yeah. So like their their philosophy from Modern Horizons 1 hasn't changed. They They think that Modern should be the format with the free spells. Because they can't really curate Legacy as much as they used to back when the cards were cheap. Yeah. It sucks, but what can you do? Alright, I think that's I it mean, for this. I, 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 as I said, I have a fix. Yeah, they, they basically uh, moved the line to... They moved the line from between Legacy and Modern to Modern and, and Pioneer. Where Pioneer is the, the format where just nothing that costs zero is legal. Yes. And then Modern, they're adding a lot more broken things. And, yeah. Pioneer is also just the format where you cannot combo your opponent, right? Yeah, they're not allowing that to happen. Well, yeah, after they banned five combo decks. The worst <laughs> ban-, ban list announcement of all time. True. That was fucking dumb. Lit- literally, that was one of the worst days of my life. I was unhappy. I was mad. Yeah. Underworld Breach. As, as an S for control player, I was mad because they made my deck worse. By banning none of the cards in it. Yeah. Fucking by ban by banning five combo decks, my deck lost its best matchup. I don't. I just don't think they understand how ban how bans actually affect formats. Yeah. Like like, like they, they they do the math to see like, hey, this card's too good. Let's ban it. But then they don't like think about the repercussions of what happens when that card's banned. Yeah, they do the same thing with Oko and Moxopal. Just fucking stupid. And Hogak and Faces Suiting. Like, come on. Yes. Like, I don't. I don't know who at Wizards was like losing their mind that like thought that Phoenix and Dredge would be better than Urza after Hogak was banned. They were on some lewds, dude. Yeah. What if we just unban no. what if we just unban no. Hogak now that looting's no. banned? What? Well, what Michael? The insane thing is that the before banning Faithless Looting or Hogak, you're like, you know, Hogak's an issue. Let's just let's just ban Bridge Ramolo. That's the only problem yeah. with this ban. Yeah, the only problem with this deck is that it combo kills your opponent. It's, it's not, not the that two, it puts two... 16 power into play on turn 2. Yeah, no. That's fine. You're, yeah. al- you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Oh, so, the deck is, so let's make this deck un- un- like not fun to play. Let's just make it a shitty aggro deck. That's like oh, yeah. good. Powerful combo deck. Mmm, shitty aggro. My favorite. Wizard's favorite, like, too. These- Shitty yeah. combo decks are the most fun to play. Oh yeah, Underworld Breach in Modern, most one of the most fun decks to play. That wasn't a shitty combo deck until fun you put Squee into it. Not Squee, uh, Fibblethip. Yeah, after we cut Fibblethip from the deck, it became much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Do you think you think, do you think that was a coincidence? <sighs> it said they both hip trigger my sword of the week more than once out of that. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I remember playing that on the car right now and just giggling. That sounds so hot. Yeah, and then we put a fucking coal against man in her sideboard. <laughs> no, making the uh, sideboard of let, let's go to my let's go to Michael's tree binder and grab random cards and all colors are sweet. Yeah, and we so we ended up playing one a braid, no one shenanigans, one Colgan's return, and one Colgan's command, and one um, shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans was just the best card in the deck. It won me so many games. Yeah, jeez, dude, the fact that I nine owned that that I did a day two. Yeah pretty insane and like me and josh didn't do too bad we we're both positive and just the, our, yeah. our losses lined up so poorly we didn't day two so unlucky yeah all right i think that's it there's nothing nothing else to yeah, talk okay. about i don't think yeah we're all pretty I mean, fucking like, tired too. nothing yep all right yeah gonna... vinny kind of fucked us yeah whatever you know whatever he just keeps joining the call and leaving he's probably asleep i think, I think he's asleep yeah and his computer used doing his thing Sweet. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, and by this episode, I mean might be the only episode. Who fucking knows? We might I make did. another one for the uh, next, uh, I don't know, so the next master set or whatever. I mean, master yeah. sets don't really do anything unless it's like a pioneer master uh, set. No, master sets. But the next right. set. Uh, yeah. yeah. Even, like, even set, like battle bond sets aren't like high enough power level to warrant something like, like this. No, we'll do something about this again if they release fucking Eldraine again. True. Eldraine, yeah. Eldraine remastered. Ooh, Oko 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Oko 2, Oko 2 mana, and start at 1 loyalty. <laughs> right in 7. <laughs> God. Our humor is so bad. No! Oh, that's a good seven. joke. Right in 7 is actually a good joke. I mean, you're definitely not the first person to make it, but yes, it is yeah, a good I joke. No, I'm pretty sure that I mean, joke at me or Bill some make, so we're the first one to ever make it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's canon. Cool. Okay, how do we want to end the episode? I think we just did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hate everything.